All right, uh, let me get my timer. Three, two, one. Recording in progress. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't mean to start up the the show with a curse, but I'm... Uh... We don't really swear that much on the podcast. We don't. It's we not don't. really a curse. Yes, yes. I Can I save my policy about this now? Because shit <laughs> is the word that should be not considered swearing anymore. Do you agree? Yeah. I agree. Now, I agree. The history of swearing, mm-hmm. as we've seen it, words tend to graduate from being a real curse word to not being a curse word anymore. Like, damn. Damn used to be considered, like, on level Just with say, the F word. You want to say the word bitch. Bitch is not a curse bitch word. Bitch is anymore. another word that graduated, though. But once upon a time, you wouldn't have heard that word on TV ever, but it's a. If you hear the yeah. word bitch on TV, you don't even think twice about it. That's another word. I mean, I do, but. Bitch! No. Bitch, ass, and um, damn are the three swear words that graduated to not being swear words, and shit should be one of them now. This is Mike Costanza swearing moment here. <laughs> Who decided? Who heard these words and was like, oh, this is such a bad word? It's <laughs> just how it's been used historically, and... I'm gonna un- I'm going to reverse it. You could create a new curse word if enough people catch on and use it. They will bleep it out of TV shows on TV. If you let's make one right now. Uh, Wake up! What? Make up a curse word? Fuggle, fuggle muffs. See, it's first of all, it's too many (laughs) syllables. The shorter the syllables. What does that even mean? What the (laughs) fuck is that? (laughs) Fuggle muff. (laughs) All right, muff. How about muff? Like, yo, I'm gonna muff you up, bro. (laughs) Muff has a different connotation, though. I don't think that one's gonna. (laughs) I was gonna say I I made up a I Are made you... up a replacement for 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 the f word fark. Oh, that's so fark. No, that's farked say... up. No, now you sound like you're Scottish swearing or something. Just and it's fuck. yeah, that and and, and fuggle muff doesn't sound like Scottish. <laughs> what what's what's fuggle muff? I don't know. That's the point. Nobody knows. No one's gonna use that. Oh lord! I'm gonna... what, the, what the fuggle muff are you doing right now, bro? <laughs> fuggle muff off! <laughs> fuggle muff off! That's way too much effort. I'm gonna hey, can we start the podcast, guys? This is the muff. podcast. I know, I know. That's what I mean. We like, we, can we say hey? Can we say good hello to the yeah, people? Good hello, everyone. In? Sorry, they've they're tired of us uh, trying to. Should we create, add, should we edit uh, that out? Like we should edit. No, that no, 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 that's great. Hell no, that's a uh, prime entertainment. Uh, entertainment quality level right there uh good hello ladies and gentlemen welcome back you are listening you are dialed in you are tuned in you are locked in to uh the greatest conversation on the planet at least according to hashtag that's the way we see it welcome to hashtag uncensored the podcast version where you get to hear the uh proverbial sausage being made uh the sausage being the actual live broadcast for our radio show hashtag that hair that airs on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Vibe 105. Yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina, is the squad, mm-hmm. as it's <laughs> known. How are y'all doing this week? Okay, I guess. I'm, kinda. I'm fuggle muffin exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I feel tired too. But um, overall, the week has been okay. Nothing, it's just been a regular, plain old one week. You know, you're like. with the next. Ready, oh, Fox, I... you're, like, you're like Seinfeld. Like, everything yeah. balances out. The weeks maintain a steady level of consistency. Yeah, dude, I want that. 
Yeah, mm. we we want that. How do you achieve that no, balance, Reddy this, Fox? This is not a, an exciting life at all, though. It's pretty boring. I'm not. I'm you, not. I'm getting bored, actually, to be honest with you, a little. So boring. Boring is is. Uh, boring. I'll trade. You want to trade? No, no. But things are gonna <laughs> things are gonna get um a little more interesting and in personal life stuff coming up that I'm not thrilled about per se. But we'll see how it goes. But mm, yeah, overall things have been okay, huh? I said that's interesting. Yeah. That's what about you, Nina? Oh, my week has been. Ugh. I just. <laughs> I got Eventful? haters. I got haters. I got stalkers. I got like. What have you done for people to hate you? Interview an artist. Ah, right. That'll do it. Interview. That'll do it. And didn't apparently give them the notice that I, I didn't know I was uh, wardrobe as well. And, oh. Uh, yeah, oh, so was, oh, okay. So apparently, it's my fault that the uh, the face mask was broken, which I didn't even know because it was a very odd face mask in the first place. Right. So wardrobe and wardrobe and uh, and and management and um, and yep. stylist. Yep. And yeah. editor. Oh, and video editor. Video editor. Yeah. Man, All these that. artists need a lot of caretaking. <laughs> I know, right? It's pretty. I didn't know it was like that. It's pretty crazy. Anyways, and how was <laughs> and how was your week solitaire? <laughs> My week was great. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I don't announce this, but it was my birthday. Oh, yes. Earlier yeah, this week. Happy I, that's right. You know what? That's I, right. I wish you the happy birthday on the day of. And I yeah. And you, and you forgot about it as, as well you should. You know why, Ready Fox? Because you went on living your life. You know why? Because you have a birthday. Nina has a birthday. I had a birthday. It came and it went. And people who knew about it, they wished me happy birthday. And I'm eternally grateful that people go out of their way to remember. Mm -hmm. But, you know, other than that, it was just pretty much a regular day. And the week has been good. So, wait, Um, what are you going to do to celebrate? uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, initially, you know, me, I was talking to Tial about it. And I was like, yo, I'm going to do a trip. I'm going to just spin the dial and spin the globe and do a trip. And I have not planned anything of the sort as yet but i am gonna probably gonna you know meet up with some family and friends this weekend and have some drinks and you know just celebrate nonchalant just real low-key nice um how old did you turn i am 46 years young okay that's what i thought i wasn't 100 percent sure but i wasn't also sure if you wanted to say it so and and technically ah you know at 46 is just it's just a measurement of time i feel like i am uh 23 Mm. with wisdom (laughs) <laughs> you know with wisdom with that's, wisdom being the key factor that's very good okay you well know? you know what we've been rambling on for a bit we're, we're I know, getting we into have. time Let's... we should probably get started with the radio show but um I don't, any last words before you want to start nope let's last get words... the show on the road let's get the show on the road okay, <laughs> let's do it solitaire start the radio show whenever you want good hello good morning To you, ladies and gentlemen, to you and you and you and you and you listening all across the city, all across the country, all across the world. Welcome to Hashtag. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Saturday, November the 13th, and we are back for another week of conversations, of introspections, of sharing, of, you know, communicating with our audience. We appreciate you for tuning in once again. Yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Reddy Fox, and no better Nina Good hello. Good hello, everybody. Good hello. How how, how, we, how are y'all doing? Good, good. It's, it's been uh, okay. It's been a, a normal week for me. Nothing out of the ordinary, but uh, it's good. It's getting cold now. It's getting 
darker now in the evenings. This is the one thing I don't like about um, daylight savings time is the Mm. um, just how quickly it's like five o'clock and it's already like pitch black dark outside. It feels like, yeah, uh, Yeah. I don't enjoy it that that's why I look forward to when we uh, push the clocks forward because then it's like (laughs) more sunshine. Right, we got don't don't, don't try to don't try to fast forward Scorpio season, okay? We're sorry, <laughs> this is all part of the process. What about He's you? Trying Nina? to fast forward his own season too, though. At that point, sure. Um, my week's been it's been a week. It's been a a week. It's been a week. Uh, <laughs> yes, it has been a that week. Actually, loaded, Nina. <laughs> yeah, it's loaded and ready but, to go. But we're here and we made it through to another weekend. We're going to share our weekend with you and get your Saturday morning started off right. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate all of you who tune in on a week to week basis and share the news about our show with a friend of yours mm-hmm. and tag, you know, tag us and, and let us know how you feel about the show. I just got a, I got a, a nice message from a listener who said she had, we had a great show last week and she's referring us to some of her friends to listen. So wow, I appreciate why did she tell that. Us that. I just, I just saw it right before uh, I, uh, we started Aww. the show. Today. An inside secret for everyone listening on the radio. We didn't think that was a very good show last week. We did not. I yeah. thought it was okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. It was <laughs> I didn't that, think it was oh, bad. It was all that Elon Musk stuff that... Um, I know, I know. I know. That was like the beginning. Guys, don't you remember we had a good conversation about Debbie and... Yes, yeah, so, I mean, the show yeah. is good. I, I think more so I was talking about my part. I think that I flubbed <laughs> the first segment where I was just kind of just felt like I was just reading and oh, ranting. It's whatever, but we appreciate yeah. that everybody that does listen on a regular basis. And if you're going to tell other people about it, even better. So we appreciate that as well. So... Prayer hands up to everybody out there. Yeah. Like DJ Khaled said, shout out to our fans. Shout out to our fans. And of (laughs) course, we enjoy hearing from you and interacting with you and engaging with you. So please follow us on our social media platforms at hashtag Vibe105 on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, without further ado, uh, since I told you where to find us on Twitter... Uh, let's go over to No Better Nina with our poll question of the week. Okay, so last week we asked, do you think... I made a typo in the poll. It's okay. <laughs> do, do you think blogs like Six Buzz and Real Toronto News hold any responsibility for what they post, especially when it comes to the recent overdose of Debbie? Mm. The options were, yep, they played a part. No, just they're just being on brand or I don't follow them. Mm. So... of people said that they don't follow them. Mm. 6% of people said that they are just being on brand, so they don't have responsibility. And 87% of people say that they played a part in the Wow. A a whopping. Whopping 87%. And while we're talking about this now, let's just retouch this one more time in terms of have your opinions changed about this story now that mm. you've had a little more time for it to settle in on you, do you agree with mm. the poll with the majority of the people here? What do you guys say? I, I, you want me to jump in? Yeah, go, go. I, I think that there, you know, it's not all, it's not a straightforward story and there's a lot of factors uh, in it. One of the major ones being the system uh, failed Debbie for, you know, from, for taking care of her and, protecting her from herself basically she's 
you know, learning about her, there's a lot of issues she went through. But I do think, based on the way that the the synergistic, I believe that's the right word, <laughs> role that they played with each other, those blogs do have a part to play. Because I mean, I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but definitely watching their posts, you could it felt exploitative. Mm-hmm. And what do mm-hmm. you say, Nina? Yeah, I'm on both. I see both sides of it. Which side do you lead more so toward? Uh, I don't know. I'm split right down the middle. Okay. Because like we said last week, she also spoke about how she sent them videos too, right? So, right. you know, that. Yeah, well, I mean, there's they a... don't have to post videos that she sends them. They can. Exactly. They don't have to. They, they don't have to, but we don't know the behind the scenes, but like if they had some kind of deal, financial deal or something where it's like you provide us with content, we post it and right. like whatever. Yeah. Then, mm. Well, I know. will say this as well, too. And I said it again. I said it last week. Also, if you follow them as well and you were seeing these kind of videos and still chose to keep following them, maybe you found mm. it entertaining. But I think you play a part in this as well. Absolutely. Mm. That's a good point. That's a good way to put it because we all we all pay you know the word pay attention pay isn't pay attention you're paying these these guys attention and you're and you're giving it uh undue attention yeah that's a hot that's the that's the number one commodity in the world right now is attention there mm-hmm. you go all right well what do you got this week okay so this week we're asking Hmm. Do you think Travis Scott is to blame following the tragic loss of eight lives and injuries of hundreds more due hmm. to overcrowding at Astroworld? Hmm. The options are yes, he's partly to blame. No, not at all. Or his career is over now anyways. Ha! So head over to at hashtag vibe 105 on Twitter to make your vote count. I wonder please. what we're going to talk about in music news. Oh my God! It's like yeah, this is gonna take up a good portion of music news. There's so much. There's yeah. it. it's a big, yeah. it's like a big story, so man. Much. That's a big story. That we'll is be a, talking that about is, this for a while. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that is a significant tragedy there. So I'll definitely here interested to hear more angles on that. But um, and to hear your so, answers for this poll question when we talk about it in music news too, because we're gonna ask these questions to each other. That's yeah. right, and we're gonna we're, and we're gonna ask you, the audience, to sure. to yeah. vote with your you know with your your Twitter fingers by going over to at hashtag vibe one five to making your poll count. Making your vote again, count. Making your vote. vote. What did I say? Your poll. Yeah. No, not your poll. Your vote. Definitely not your poll. So once again, we're asking uh, <laughs> Nina. What are we asking? We're asking. Do you think Travis Scott is to blame following the tragic loss of eight lives and injuries of hundred more due to overcrowding at Astroworld? The options are yes, he's partly to blame, no, not at all, or his career is over now anyways. Hmm. Uh, I will definitely say that his career is far from over. Save it. uh, Save it for later. I'll I'll say that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now it is time. It's time. For this week's round of headlines, according to how we see it here at Hashtag, it's time for (laughs) Remix, have you heard? (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of quick stories. I I think I've overwhelmed myself with stories. I'm probably not going to get to all of them, so I'm going to try to touch on some ones that I think are pretty significant. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you ready, Fox? No, but Nina, are y'all art fans? Yes. I know Reddy Fox is Nina. Are you an art fan? Do you would you go? Uh, would you get in your car and travel to see an art exhibit or an installation? Have you ever gone to uh, Nuit Blanche or anything like that? 
<laughs> I'm so I interested went... to hear this answer. I went to Nui Blanche, not to look at the art. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> to I, also to, to... To... I also been to the Met. Is that an art museum? I mean, that yes, it is. It is. And that and counts. Art, essentially. Can, can I ask, please? Have you at least gone to the Art Gallery of Ontario? Probably when I was a kid for a field trip. Not voluntarily, though. <laughs> so needless to say, this story is Nina not for Nina. Yeah, Nina, yeah, doesn't, this, Nina doesn't this story is not for Nita. <laughs> but um, there is an exhibit. There is, um, first of all, the, this is a uh, 2021 is the year of public art, which is an initiative, a Toronto initiative created by Artworks TO and Project Reframed uh, as a way to provide visibility for emerging artists of color that challenge notions of belonging in traditional art spaces. I just wanted to bring this to your attention because a lot of times there's so much going on in our individual lives that you 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 forget to stop and smell the flowers and i think this is a pretty dope initiative that gets people out there especially people who are art lovers nina we're gonna make an art lover out of you just yet mm, uh, maybe not maybe not music is art so that counts we'll uh, we'll, we'll let that one slide but nope. this is pretty dope this oh, is geez. pretty dope yes <laughs> um so this is a um uh, artworks to if you go to the website artworks and artworks is spelled art works with an x so it's w-o-r-x-t-o uh the website is artworks dot artworks dot ca and it will show you a map of where there's different installations that you can go check out there's uh, a really uh cool exhibit that i definitely want to check out uh by a new york-based artist named nina chanel abney and it's called generally speaking and it's located in yorkville and it's actually painted on the street and it's actually uh, it's curated by an amazing uh, artist, uh, Ashley Barnes, Ashley McKenzie Barnes, who's a phenomenal uh, artist as well in her own right. You should give the address. Might as oh, well. Oh yes, and yeah. the address is in Yorkville. It's twenty nine Bel Air Street in Yorkville, and it's a pretty cool installation on the on the that's painted on the ground there. There's another installation down by uh dundas and mccall outside the art gallery of ontario by a london uk artist named thomas j prince called within the folds and there's actually another installation that is it's moved around but if you go to the website artworksto.ca it'll give you a list of the artists um that are featured and where the their where their installations are located. But there's one more installation called Ola Mina. It's an installation inspired by uh, the main character in author Octavia Butler's Parable series, um, and it's collaboratively de- collaboratively designed by Queen Kukoi, Nico Taylor, and Quentin Versity. Um, so for you art lovers out there that looking for some way to get out, I know it's winter. I know already it's going to get dark. I was just going to say, I know, but you know, maybe there's an opportunity to go during the day. And you know, it's cool. Sometimes these exhibits, that's why Nui Blanche is pretty cool. That's why even Nina, Nina, the anti-art lover, but, but, but but it got her out at night to go watch you know, I'm yeah. sure she saw something cool, even though she probably doesn't remember because she was maybe she, she was drinking, maybe. <laughs> possible. Maybe. Possibly. It's possible. I actually know this artist, Nina Chanel, because she did Meek Mill's most recent album cover. So actually, this art looks familiar to me. Oh, that's dope. There's a hip hop angle. <laughs> then Nina, if Little Wayne mentioned it. <laughs> exactly. Then I know it. I was just about to say that. that. 
<laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the year of public art, and we're definitely uh, ones to support and endorse uh, platforming visible minority artists, emerging artists from our city and all across the world. It's not just Toronto artists. It's not just Canadian artists. So definitely go to Artworks T.O. That's Artworks, W-O-R-X, T-O dot C-A, and uh, find an art installation and get out there. Put on a jacket, you know, layer up. You're going to be fine. I promise you. Winter is coming. Uh, winter is coming. <laughs> uh, don't remind people. Yeah. We're still in fall. It's Scorpio season. Yeah. Uh, let's get on to the next story. This is actually a pretty interesting story. And one of the few stories you'll hear about social media doing a great job of potentially or, of you know, allegedly saving a life of a young uh, woman who was apparently uh, uh kidnapped so there's a, a signal for help hashtag signal for help that was created by the canadian women's foundation last year it's spread across the internet and it's basically uh, a hand gesture that uh, it's I, it's targeted for women obviously but i'm, I'm assuming if it's for your young person and you're in jeopardy or you're being you know you're held abducted, against your will yeah. You're being abducted. You can, you know, if you're in a car or you're at a window, you can do this hand gesture. And supposedly people who are aware of this initiative will recognize that you're uh, in danger and call the authorities. So tick, a TikTok user escapes harm after using this hand signal uh, for help. Uh, this was a... Uh, a Kentucky teenager who was apparently being kidnapped. And apparently, according to Kentucky police officers, a 16-year-old girl had been missing for two days, uh, managed to get the attention of one driver on the I-75 I interstate as she was in a moving car with her captor. The driver mm. uh, of the vehicle saw the girl, saw the gesture, recognized it, I'm assuming, from TikTok. Right. I was just going to say you should describe what the gesture is, just especially if someone out there has never heard about it. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess it's kind of hard to say. So you no, basically you yeah. tuck your thumb, you put your hand out like all five, then you tuck your thumb in to your hand and then fold all four of your other fingers on top. And, uh, but I think you're supposed to repeat it, too, where you put your hands up, like you fold your fingers and then you open your hand and then you fold again or something like that. I think you do that as well. But Nina, have you heard of this hand signal before? Yeah, I actually saw it on TikTok months ago. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, I was just a, yeah, I was just about to. I was First just about time to I heard say of it from yeah. the yeah. story. You know, it it kind of reminds me. There's a lot of different, like I want to say, pretty ingenious ways for that certain bars and and places will have like uh, a secret code for women who are in danger Ask for on Angela. a date. Huh? Ask for Angela. Ask for Angela. Yeah. yeah. So it definitely is in that vein. So this is one of those things where, you know, social media is actually, you know, doing its best to actually help people in trouble rather than <laughs> they give, you know, then cause uh, pain and, and suffering. And I might as well just say, too, if you haven't heard of Ask for Angela, if you're out on a date or something or you're out in public with um, someone and you're uncomfortable or you're in a bad situation and you need help. You go to the staff, someone like at the bar and you ask if Angela's working that night. Hopefully, if they know about it, then they can try to help you get out of that situation somehow. So, yeah, if you don't know of that, now you do. Kind of thing. Now you do. Uh, next story. Uh, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to make an announcement in light of this story as well. But uh, Ryerson uh, Black Studies minor is a major win for black students. If you don't know what this is, Ryerson University or should I say formally Ryerson University uh, right now, it's using 
the uh, the title X University, which I think is, I, I hope that it sticks. And the reason, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. And the reason why is because I actually, uh, Ryerson is now home to yours truly, your boy Solitaire's, <laughs> you know, taking up Woo! residency at, at, at Ryerson. I figured nice. I'd just talk about it right now because this is a pretty great story. But Ryerson will be offering... A new minor in Black Studies starting 2022 in the fall. It's going to be an interdisciplinary minor housed at the Faculty of Art with courses across 13 departments. Uh, people of African descent have been in the West for centuries and have extensively documented their experiences. However, the curriculum in the last 200 years has minimized our voices. And that's mm. a quote from Cheryl Thompson. She's a professor of the Creative School of Ryerson University and a member of the working group that created the minor. And she said that this minor will explore the rich history that has been ignored for years. Uh, one of the reasons uh, people are attributing to this new development is uh, a, the result of a 2019 report released by Ryerson University called the Anti-Black Racism Campus Climate Review, which identified specifically the need for this curriculum. Hmm. Um, many diversified student bodies uh, raised concerns about their lack of rec representation. Some of their questions were, why is only one story being told? One of those things where, you know, our history that we learned in school is very Eurocentric, except for when it came time to uh, learn about black history during Black History Month. The shortest um, month of the year. The shortest month of the year. But there's a reason why. It's not because it was just... You I know, know I few, know, but still... Yeah. It, but we like to harp yeah. on that, though. It's yeah. true. But... Um, but uh, so what separates this uh, as rather than it just being a token kind of program is that it's actually interdisciplinary, which means it's not just one department. It's spread across three different faculties, a range of programs offering an interdisciplinary lens for black studies, uh, according to Professor Professor Cheryl Thompson. So. For those of you who are younger listeners out there, or maybe you're a parent of a younger listener and you're trying to decide where you're going to send your kid this uh, fall 2022, something to consider. You know, mm -hmm. Ryerson is definitely doing, uh, you know, making a significant effort to to incorporate more cultural studies and more diverse studies. So and they're going to change their name eventually. And they're going to change their name eventually, which is, uh, you know, as we know, uh, Egerton Ryerson was uh, not a know, nice guy. Not such a good guy, after all. <laughs> not, not a nice a guy. person. Okay. And uh, last but not least, I'm going to say that one story. But uh, last but not least, uh, Facebook um, says that they're going to shut down. I know Facebook has been taking some major hits, but they said that recently they announced they're going to be shutting down their face recognition system and deleting all this data. First and foremost, did you guys even know that they were still collecting facial uh, recognition data? I didn't know, but I shouldn't. You're not surprised. No, I'm I didn't surprised. know, but I don't. I haven't used Facebook in like three, four years now. Yeah, but you're on there, so your data is on there. Uh, my data is everywhere at this point. I know. See, you you have no idea about privacy. That's your problem. That's your generation's problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, Facebook said it's going to shut down its face recognition system and delete. Delete the face prints of more than a billion people. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't do, believe do, that. For <laughs> I'm about a to say, do, <laughs> I find it hard to believe that Facebook is just going to be like, all right, and delete for the good of the people. <laughs> for we the just good of the people. Delete. <laughs> 
especially in light of the fact that uh, they've been having such a, you know, such a a serious issue over the past few weeks with uh, criticism over the way that they handled the data of of their of their users and their algorithms. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So uh, let's just assume that Facebook is not going to delete one thing. Are you? Are you? Are you concerned? Or, or have you ever been concerned about facial recognition technology? Because I, I mean, personally, just to give you a, you know my insight, it's like if you're not, you know, moving keys across the border or you know human trafficking, then there's nothing to worry about. I don't really see, you know, I understand the privacy concerns, but I mean, we're from the generation where if you, you know, if you don't want people to know anything, you just keep your mouth shut and you turn your cameras off. Right. You know? and don't you- get Wi-Fi. Yeah, and they'll get Firefly. So have you, are you concerned about this? Is this something that you're kind of agonizing over whether or not they're going to delete it? And, you know, if they don't delete it, that your face is out there? No. Ready? Yeah, no, no, I'm not worried about it again, because I think even like your phone is always recording your voice, even when you, always. you're not even having it on. If you have a camera on your laptop, it's probably always recording you as well. That This is kind of conspiracy theorist, but I don't really think it is because I know a lot of people actually cover up the camera on their laptop even when they're not using it <laughs> and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not surprised. I, I don't trust Facebook as far as I can throw them, and they're pretty heavy. So, no. <laughs> Nina? No, not worried at all. No, but I'm just another day. They're going to keep every bit of data they've gotten and take even more and they're always listening on your phone or your laptop there's there's privacy is an illusion now at this point it's a a thing of the past it's a thing of the past uh and and you know not to you know not to mention the fact that uh more than a third of facebook's daily active users actually opted in to have their faces recognized uh by facebook so people don't care man people don't care no no people definitely do not care uh now, one of the things that I will be happy if they eliminate is the fact that they've actually eliminated in 2019 was the that feature that allowed Facebook to recognize if somebody posted a picture of if you posted a picture and I'm in it, but you didn't tag me, mm-hmm. it actually will pop up and auto populate and give you the option. And I think that's what people's privacy was concerned. But I feel like that was more for people who were cheating on their spouses. And, <laughs> you know, a picture came up and they're like, hey, I thought you said you were at work. Why are you with this picture with your, anyway. Yeah. Long story short, uh, you know Facebook does not have a- Facebook is ruined. A hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Thousands, millions. Instagram now. But at this yeah. point, uh, you know, Facebook, we can't trust them as far as we could throw them. So I don't know uh, what's going to come of this story, but it's now it's actually, we shouldn't even call them Facebook. They're meta now. Yeah, sure. You're meta, but who cares? Yeah. Uh, that's all we have time for, uh, for this segment of have you heard ladies and gentlemen, we've got to pay some bills for those of you who are listening to us in the, uh, radio right now. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For those of you listening to the podcast, stay with us. Can I be right back? I got another hangnail. I always get hangnails. What, is, what exactly? Tell me how a hangnail works. Cause I've heard it's about this, it. It's, it's that little skin. You can't see it. The little skin that peels around the edge of your nail that if you pull it too far, your whole finger is going to bleed. The cuticle. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. I kind of know if you can see. Can't see it. And people listening to the podcast can't see it either. There. Look, so, see that part sticking out? Yeah, that's sure. Yeah. I hate that. And it gets yeah. snagged on your clothes. And then nah. that's when it rips off. So what do you what do you do to it. remedy it? You cut it off. Get a nail cutter and cut it off. Oh, you don't bite it with your teeth? 
No. no. I used to pick these when I was a kid, and my fingers would gush blood. Okay. Yeah. All right. This might that's be a, a TMI bit of the podcast bit. But... Oh, that's barely TMI. If you think that's TMI, <laughs> just grow up. Yeah, just grow up. up. I'm gonna go cut it. All right. Well, you can come and go and cut it and come back. Oh man. So what's what's your uh, hangnail routine there, stud? <laughs> I, I, I don't get hangnails or I, I probably don't ignore it until it starts bleeding. And then you start, you know, you start uh, you think, uh, like squeezing lemons or, or, or like cutting up onions. And then your hands start burning. You're like, ah, ah, ah. You know how many times I've gotten paper cuts and like, or like I'll slice my finger with a, with a knife and not really realize it. Cause it's like, it's so subtle until you start doing something like washing dishes or you're paper in the shower the or you wash your hand. Paper oh cuts. my gosh paper cuts are the worst but you know no. what i wish i wish you had actually we could talk about this while we're waiting for nina i wish you had mentioned this this airless tires these yes i wanted to get to that but Yo, i was i was these yeah. tires look sick right That's such a good idea i hope that this happens and i was thinking about how if it's gonna affect like i don't know the michelin industry or something like that or like all these brands that rely on selling tires but they could mm-hmm. switch to doing this as well because I'm sure the treading on mm-hmm. them will still wear out where you'll have to replace them, right? But yeah, um, well, they've they've already there's there is a process. I I, I don't know what it has oh, it like how it would work with I didn't this material. Yeah, it was Michelin. Okay, yeah, it's so Michelin. Man. Let's talk about it real quick while we're waiting for Nina since it's your story. Back. Go ahead. And then oh, she's Nina's right there. Back now. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, no, this is uh, this is something that I, I'm I'm a little bit of a techno geek, especially when it comes to innovations that could potentially you know help to alleviate you know pollution and and uh, and trash in the environment. So airless tires, it's a puncture proof tire that could be on your car as soon as 2024, and that was really get me excited because a lot of times you hear these stories and like you know in 30 years yeah. we'll be able to by 2075 you know, or something right like that. right but this is actually in a couple of years and it's looking like the gm is going to be the first cars to have it and they're airless tires um millions of tires are, are set to end up in landfills because of puncture damage but uh obviously these tires are puncture proof they look uh, sick it, it, uh, it has uh, been in development for 21 years. So this is not like, you know, this is not the uh, MNRA, mRNA vaccine that, you know, they developed in a year and people are going to be like, I don't know if this tire is going to give me COVID. Right. You know, it's nothing like that. <laughs> They've been working on it for a long time. Um, and this means that, you know, because it's airless and it uh, doesn't puncture, it will you know, we'll be able to produce less tires and you'll have, you'll have a longer lifespan. And I was going to say in relation to that, there are processes that you can retread rubber tires now. So I think they probably will be able to implement this with these airless tires. And not only that, these tires uh, potentially can be made from entirely from recycled plastic waste, which is another uh, exciting innovation of that. They can pull that off then. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This kind of scares me. Why? It scares you? What? You're going to put my 400-pound car on recycled plastic and I'm it's going to so drive and I'm not so fall apart? I'm so upset, Nina. I'm so upset. <laughs> you, heard me say, you heard me say 21 years they've been researching. Yeah, but that doesn't mean do you understand? <laughs> do you understand the lawsuits that would be coming their way if they sold defective tires? And I'm sure there will be at least one. They will. There always is. There's, there's defective rubber tires. They will what are you yeah, talking but about? They're less... They feel more stable to me. They I don't will, like change. They will. They will. 
test it through the roof before they let it available to the public. I don't know, dude. Look at this picture. Look at this picture. It looks like the tire is holding on for dear life at the bottom. <laughs> at the bottom, it looks squished. <laughs> I'm so upset. First of all, let's backtrack a little bit. I'm so upset by how old are you now, Nina? 20, what are you at? 22, 23? 20, it's going to be 26. 26. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> let's let's dwell on the fact that Nina said she doesn't like change. I don't, <laughs> I don't like I don't like don't change. I don't like change. Change makes me uncomfortable. You grew up in probably one of the most rapidly <laughs> evolving and changing times in, in the history of mankind. And you just wanted to stop with your generation. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Let's All not right. let's stop uh, messing around because we don't want to go over time. Sorry, podcast people. I don't know if you're enjoying this or not, but... We, they are. They are. They we're, are. We're, we're just we're running late, and we got to get back to radio so we can let's roll. Get out of here at a decent time tonight. So, uh, solitaire, feel free to start whenever. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and good hello to all of our loyal listeners, our new listeners, our veteran listeners, our amateur listeners, everybody out there. Mm-hmm. Welcome to this week's edition of hashtag right here live on Vibe One Hundred Five every Saturday morning from ten a.m. to twelve p.m. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina, bringing you all the fantastic conversations that we have come across this week. And now I will pass the baton to my good partner and brethren, Ready Fox, for this week's segment, Politics as Usual. Okay, so there's there's interesting topics to talk about this week that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with vaccination stuff, which we've been trying to avoid like yes. a plague. Like Amazing. a plague. <laughs> Anyways, but... <laughs> Uh, we do have to talk a little bit about this. Ontario is going to be pausing the next step of reopening. So we'll yes. talk a bit about that. I was actually very surprised by this, to be honest mm. with you. Mm. I, I, were you guys surprised to hear this? Respo- a responsible decision that seemed to actually make sense with the, with, the, <laughs> with the statistics. Very interesting. Yes, I was very surprised. Nina, were you surprised? I think Nina. Uh, yes. Uh, I, sorry, my something happened. It's okay. Um, yeah I, I yeah i was surprised and okay. it's kind of flown under the radar i feel so like okay. i feel like yeah okay good so okay so we're all surprised yes right? okay so also to um elections canada we were going to talk about this last week we didn't get a chance to elections canada did a survey to see how many canadians have a conspiracy mindset so mm. the findings were pretty interesting so we'll talk about that and that's where we might tread into vaccination conversation a bit but we'll see how that goes and also um with minimum wage going up next year, uh, a lot of people in the service industry are worried about people tipping less because people are going to know now that, you know, they got a raise, basically. And I was really surprised by this. And um, after doing a little reading some more, did you know that tipping is controversial? Did you I know did not contra- know that. Did you know it's a controversial subject? Yeah, yeah. You did, yeah, Nina. I, I feel like I did because people always get so like weird about tips okay we're gonna talk about tipping if we have time today because i didn't know how controversial it was just google why is tipping bad or Mm. even you can even google why is tipping racist and you okay i didn't know all that well you would be surprised at the results that you get from googling that which i did and we will talk Mm. about it because again the minimum wage is going up in january and um, Mm. a lot of people in the service industry were expressing concerns about Mm. people thinking that they're probably going to tip less now thinking that these guys are making more money now as servers. So, you know, and I, I, I have to say, and I don't, I don't mean to come across as trite or, you know, dismissive, but I tell you, boy, 
if it's not one thing, it's another, you know, <laughs> if it's not one thing, it's another. I mean, you get a raise and now you got to be concerned about still potentially making less money because people might be like, ah, you're balling, son. You just got a raise. I'm not tipping you. I'm out. Who thinks like that, though? Who thinks because there's a minimum wage increase? You know, what? when I go to the restaurant, I'm not going to tip as I'm not going to tip now. Like, who thinks like that? Who do you guys know anybody that thinks like that? I hope not. I, mean, I, I, I do know people. And I guess we'll talk about it when we get to it. I do know people who are who don't just who don't think that it's reasonable for servers to just expect to get a tip because, you know, there is a acronym. I don't know if this is actually uh, an accurate uh, ac- acronym, but tip stands for to ensure prompt service. That's horrible. Okay, we'll explain. We'll talk about it because yeah, it's we'll that attitude. That's why part of the reason why tipping has to go. It should be abolished. But okay. we'll talk about it. Okay, so real quick, let's get into it. Ontario is going to be pausing the next step of reopening um, due to an increase in COVID nineteen cases. Now, last <sighs> Thursday, I think we saw the highest numbers of new cases in a day in like over a month. So hmm. you know, cases have been going up. So real quick. Um, do you guys pay attention to the daily numbers that come out? And hell no. <laughs> do you think that this could be a result of Thanksgiving get-togethers? So I'll ask you guys. You already said hell no, but answer again. I think that, I mean, didn't they say the, the rolling numbers or however they calculated, isn't it usually if infections rise, it happens within two weeks of, uh, two weeks of the super spreader event? If that's the case, then I don't think this necessarily has something to do with, with, uh, with Thanksgiving specifically, because okay. that was like that was like a month ago. Okay, and what do you say, Nina? I think Doctor No Better Nina. Doctor, uh, I think that I am a surprise to hear that Doug is doing this, but <laughs> I do think that it is a result of all those people I told you guys about uh, buying their vaccine passports and not getting the vaccine. Oh. Vaccine black market. Ooh, she's blame Ooh, she blame Oh, she went there. She blamed the anti-vaxxers. You know what? The and fake Nina, vaxxers. Nina did call that. I was surprised I to hear this out. story about how many people have actually been uh faking their passports. Yeah. A lot of people. You know what they're people. called? You know what we call them? Faxers. Vaxxers. Fake vaxxers. They're faxers. Sure. I guess so. That works. Okay. So my- hashtag vaxxers. Hashtag vaxxers. Okay. So Monday was when the capacity limits were supposed to be lifted for like the remaining high risk settings and the high risk settings being uh, food and drink establishments like restaurants and nightclubs, as well as uh, reception halls and all that stuff. Anywhere where people are going to congregate, where there could be dancing and that kind of stuff, which also includes strip clubs and bathhouses. <laughs> as well can i just say something really quickly it it makes me laugh (laughs) some of the snapchats i see people at the strip club and the strippers are naked but they still have masks on (laughs) because they're you got to cover the nose and mouth nina and then everything else is fair game i guess in in the club i just think it looks so weird (laughs) right well they're gonna delay they're gonna delay um the capacity limit lift uh, for at least a month, basically, 28 days. But they announced this mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and um, this is all because the numbers are going up. So, you know, the current restrictions right now, it's like 25% capacity or 250 patrons, depending on the size of your club and whether or not <sighs> you can safely social distance. Now, questions for you guys real quick. Are you are you concerned, at least, about the numbers going up? And 
do you think we could be headed towards another lockdown situation again? Hmm. I don't think... uh... I don't think they're going to go into a full-on lockdown like last year. I think they're for a variety of reasons. There's obviously there is a a vaccine that's available. Uh, say what you will about the vaccine. I always feel like I have to like add that in, a, add an addendum in, like because people are so you know, it's such a touchy subject. But there is that fact. There's you know, there's a lot more uh, significant understanding about how it's transmitted and where it's transmitted. There's just a lot more uh, understandings about the virus. So I don't think there's going to be another lockdown, but it's good to see that they are actually proactively trying to to take steps to mitigate that rise in number. I don't, but I'm not concerned though. I'm not. Okay. I'm not worried. Okay, so again to you, Nina, as well. Are you concerned with the numbers going up, and do you think we could see a possible another lockdown situation in Ontario again? Um, I'm personally not concerned. I also don't think there'll be a lockdown. I think if there is a lockdown, it's going to be one of those ones that uh, that is like basically for the not vaxxed people. And it's like it's be, everything will basically be open Ooh. for vax people. Careful, careful now. That I'm would, just saying that's what I think will happen. That would be a horrible situation. Do you, that would yeah. that would turn into all sorts of. Yeah, I feel that's... like that's what would happen. I don't think it would be a full lockdown. I feel like that's what it would be. Okay, and the reason why I'm surprised that they're even doing this in the first place, in terms of extending the capacity, like when they're going to lift the capacity limits, it's because I actually feel like everyone is so over this at this point now that. They're just going to let whatever happens, happens. They're going to hope vaccinations can kind of keep us out of trouble. But I don't see them doing anything in terms of any sort of lockdown situation ever again, regardless of what the numbers do, I think. Mm. I think it's just we're just going to soldier forward uh, with, you know, vaccinations and the little things that we can do. So last question for you guys. Can you socially distance at the strip club? <laughs> Is it I don't know. Is it possible, Solitaire, Nina? Why are you asking me? Why are you asking me? I don't know. I don't know. You got to stay at least two meters apart in there. I think. I think that. I think that would make it extremely difficult to get a lap dance. Oh, to it would. It would make it difficult to fulfill the purpose of going to the strip club. But no, and also I. I, I found another reason why that the numbers are going up because there's a lot of establishments that are not even checking for the passport too. Oh, okay. So you think I, there's just a lot of people in places that aren't that? No, I know. Oh, okay. I know. But I mean, do you, can you blame them though? No. Hmm. I mean, it's all the clubs really that aren't looking. But... 100%. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next story because there's just the results from this. I found it interesting. So Elections Canada, they probed how many Canadians have a conspiracy mindset because with what's happened with the pandemic and the vaccinations and you have the anti-vax crowd and just there's been a lot of conspiracy theories floating around. So they wanted to kind of gauge, you know, Canadians just to see basically where their minds are at when it comes to all of these uh, conspiracy theories. The mm. popular ones being, you know, the earth is flat. What else? Um, you guys name some of the most popular conspiracy theories you can think of. Michael Jackson and Tupac are still alive. Okay, uh, there's one. Yeah. Um, the moon. The moon is artificial. I don't know. Nine eleven was a setup. Yes, I've heard that uh, one. Five five G causes COVID. Okay, I think I've heard that. I think I've heard. I that. don't think I got that one right, but that's probably because I don't have a com- a conspiracy mindset. Okay, well we'll see. So when it came to all of these conspiracy <laughs> beliefs from the study that uh, Elections Canada did, here are some of the results. 
17% of people believe that the government was trying to cover up a link between vaccines and autism. Mm -hmm. Surprised? Believe it or not, I haven't heard of this one. I haven't heard about that um, conspiracy. Really? I have, I've heard about that. I've heard about that. Okay, so 30% of people that were surveyed thought new drugs or technologies were being tested on people without their knowledge. Is that something you could believe? <sighs> uh, never... Yes. Yeah, I can believe that. It's possible. You never know what the doctors really do. You really look into like if the doctor is going to prescribe you something and then they give you something else, you're not going to know. This is coming from someone that doesn't trust their family doctor. <laughs> I just want to point that out. That is fact. It's an important. It's an important distinction to make. I will say because I, I trust my family doctor. Nina does not trust hers, so that's where uh, it's coming he... from. Um, mm. Also, forty percent of people surveyed uh, subscribe to the thinking that certain big events have been a product of a small group who secretly manipulate world oh. events. What the heck is that? The Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, but certain big events, multiple small group events. Like, come on. You weren't invited. Just get over it. <laughs> is that what it is? Is it just FOMO? Have you yeah. Have you ever believed in the Illuminati? When I was Me? A kid. Or Nina? Both of you. Nina, have you? when i was a kid in elementary school but that's because it was the cool thing to believe in mm. right 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 i uh i believe i don't know if it's the illuminati but uh yeah 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 i believe i believe i don't know if it's the illuminati and i don't know if it's if it's actually uh if if they're if they're what they do is actually what conspiracy theorists uh project that they do mm -hmm. but i believe that there are secret societies okay all right well but I just found the results there interesting. And that's coming from Canada, too. Like, we usually always make fun of the states because they, they have conspiracy theorists left. And they're packed. They're jam-packed. They, mm. they probably yeah, That's probably one of their business. Export. They should export conspiracy <laughs> theorists out of the states. They would make a killing. numbers are probably low compared to America. Yeah. I think, you know, one thing I've, I've heard that's interested, uh, interesting that's said about consp people who subscribe to to conspiracy theories is you know it really highlights the need for 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 humans to to have closure and to make connections and to make to make sense to, of the world to make sense of things that don't necessarily have patterns you know right. it's it, yeah, man. some people should not be left to their own devices let oh, me just put amen. it like that hey, for a little while there i Back in the day, I believed in the whole 9-11 conspiracy thing there, too, because I didn't trust George Bush. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, no way. Okay, so uh, last that we're going to touch on here with the time remaining here is talking about tipping, because I just found this to be a really interesting story. Now, we have the minimum wage bump coming up. It's going to be coming January 1st. We're going to have minimum wage of $15 an hour. Currently, for bartenders and servers, their wage right now is $12.55. So mm. obviously tips are very important for these guys, right? Um, tips and gratuities as part as part of their work. It's just what it's been. But they've expressed because, first of all, the restaurant industry wasn't really consulted by Doug Ford about this because they're worried now that people are going to say, with bartenders and servers getting a bump in their wage, people are going to probably tip less. Now, what do you guys think just about what you feel about people? Do you think tipping will change and do you think it should? That's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting discussion. I, I'd never, I'd never really thought about it. And I mean, personally, I would have not 
came to the conclusion that, hey, you guys are getting paid more. Uh, I mean, what is it? What is the increase? A dollar? Not a really a lot, no. I think it's like a dollar. I, think, I don't think it's more than $2. I can't imagine anybody who uh, takes, uh, who enjoys a night out of eating would all of a sudden think that because the minimum raise is, uh, minimum wage has been raised, that it's okay to all of a sudden decide not to stop to, to tip. But right. I'm more interested in the other aspect of the story as well. But I, I personally would not consider not tipping because somebody got a $2 raise. Did that cross your mind, Nina? No, not at all, because they still don't make a lot hourly regardless. So. Okay. Just for your, from your own personal experiences, have you ever been in a situation in a restaurant where you kind of felt weird about tipping? Maybe you didn't like the service, but you felt obligated to give a tip because you know these guys rely on tips it's part of the way they make their living uh no if you were mean why would i tip you yeah yeah okay what about I, like, you don't just you don't just i don't like you don't just automatically get a tip if the service is fine like it's okay there's nothing great about it i'll still tip you okay if it's great i'll still tip you but if you're rude you're going out of your way to put energy to be rude to me no i'm gonna go to my way to put energy to not tip you Agreed. Agreed. You know, you, you know, did you know that in UK tipping is actually not they do not tip in because UK? it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Do you, okay, would you find it weird if you went to a restaurant and they had a policy no tipping, just pay whatever your bill is? I rem I remember the first time I went to UK, and uh, and I was we we sat at a restaurant obviously, and we were all like trying to figure out the tip and. And they're like, no, we don't, we don't tip here. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And like, how do you? They're like, yeah, no, we, we, that's, we don't do that. And I, I, it felt weird, but I'm not gonna lie, you know, my pockets were a little lean. UK is not the, you know, the no. cheapest place yeah. in the world. And I was like, oh, this is, I can get used to this. Right. <laughs> but um, I guess the main concern being that they're actually making enough to have a living wage out there. That's the key factor, right? Okay, well, you may not know this, but tipping actually encourages racism, sexism, harassment, exploitation. It's really bad, especially too with the States, but it's a North American thing in our culture. We just kind of accept it as part of the way, you know, you go to a restaurant, you order your food, you give a tip at the end of the of the thing. But some right. people lord that tip over servers as a way of saying, well, you know, you, you know, you got to please my every wish. And if you don't, you're not getting this tip kind of thing. So there's so many different layers to it. The whole history of it is wrapped up. Actually, it came out of slavery too and feudal Europe, where mm. after the Civil War, black people that wanted to get jobs, they wanted to find a way that they wouldn't have to pay them as much and actually keep them kind of in gratitude to the people they're serving as well too. So they lorded, they held tips over their heads in terms of do this, do that. Otherwise you're not getting this tip boy type thing. And it's mm. perpetuated into society as part of our culture in terms of, but servers are still subjected to being mistreated because people will hold that tip over their head. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Even when thing you can, sorry, go ahead. Uh, but even thinking as like, like girl servers and stuff or girl bartenders and stuff you how, how many times do you hear yeah like i'll flirt with the customers a little bit just to make sure they get that extra tip or something and like if you get a a brood guy who's gonna be like it shouldn't not be that like, way. you know what i mean it shouldn't yeah, be this like, way oh, for sure. it, yeah but and it's yeah. even worse in the states like they you can mm -hmm. actually pay people sub minimum wage because it's a tip industry in the states some people are working for as low as two dollars and 13 cents 
some of the people that you're seeing in these service industries that are servers or working in restaurants or bartenders, they live almost in poverty because they're working for such low wages and they're depending on those tips. And it mm. lets employers off of the hook for paying their empl- their employees a proper livable wage. Now, yeah. it's the same problem that we're having here in Canada in terms of livable wage, what's proper, because we have the minimum wage increase coming for $15. And what did the economists say? It's not enough for people to be mm. able to live properly. It would it should be minimum at least $22 an hour, especially in Toronto. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So now with all this information that you guys have now, are you thinking a little differently about tipping? Is it something if we abolish it, this is something that we have to decide as a society to do because you can't rely mm. on just employers to do it themselves because if they increase the wages of the servers, they're probably going to increase the, the uh, prices of the food, which comes back on us as customers as well, too. Mm. So it's something for society. It should be across the board. Have you guys ever worked in a job that you had to work for tips? When I was a youth. <laughs> what was the experience like? Uh, I hate working front li- like frontline customer service. It's the worst because people are the worst. Right. Um, but it, I, I will say that my experience wasn't, uh, wasn't very pleasant, but it wasn't like horrendous. I didn't, I don't have any like horror stories, but you know, it's, um, I, I never, I never performed for tips. So I, you know, if I got a tip, I was, I received it and it was happy, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't really concerned about, you know, doing the song and dance so that I'll get a, an extra tip at the end of it. See, perform is even, the fact that you even use the word perform, it shouldn't be that because that's no. another part of the problem with tipping. It's, it doesn't guarantee that people are going to get that tip in the first place. These people are relying on the work. So even if they do an amazing job, people will still stiff you. Ask anybody that's worked in the industry. They'll tell you yeah. that happens all the time. Right. People need to be protected. They're still working hard they're showing up on time, they're doing their hours, and they're relying on basically the charity of other people mm-hmm. in order to make up the difference for what they need just in order to live. They've mm-hmm. even found in research that there's discrimination just in terms of people just tend to, surprise, surprise, black people that work as servers and bartenders and women as well generally get tipped less than white male servers or bartenders mm-hmm. in the industry. That's just studies across the board have shown that. So that make that definitely makes sense. I definitely like, but I'd never thought about it from the perspective. It's just interesting to, to have this conversation. It's just one of those things that you never really think about talking about, right? You know, eliminating a tip and, and, and the negative aspect. I didn't think I never kind of connected the dots on the negative, uh, attributes of tipping. It's horrible. And, but I, you know, because my understanding of it, really was the idea that you tip according to the service. If somebody does a great job, you give them a little extra, but it never, you know, it was kind of, you're assuming that they're making enough money to, that they're getting paid to do a job. And they're not, I guess once I understood that tips really supplement their income and without tips, they're literally getting paid below minimum wage. Now, some people actually can make, higher obviously the minimum wage if they're working someplace that we're tipping as well if you're working somewhere very affluent then Mm -hmm. you know you're likely to make more tips in that environment but they've also found studies that in those environments they generally tend to hire more 
male whites, white male mm-hmm. people, as opposed to people of color or women in mm-hmm. general. So even to get mm-hmm. access to those jobs, which are far and few in between in terms of making good tips to be able to live or do yeah. better than minimum wage, those jobs are hard to get. People yeah. that are working in these service industries generally are, some of them are living on the poverty line or just above it, or it's just, it's not a livable wage to rely on tips. And for us to make it better or more fair for these guys as a society, I feel like after reading all this stuff and learning more about it, we need to do away with tipping and... And in- just pay people enough to pay, pay for the people, job. Yeah, people will still do a good job regardless. And if you pay them more, people are usually incentivized to do a better job, right? So could you envision, we only have a minute left to wrap this up, but can you envision us in Ontario or Canada in general in a tipless society where... You know, because you said it, you find it, you found it to be weird when you went to the UK. So just could you see us living in that environment? No, no, it's too entrenched in the culture here. And I think that it's not just a matter of it wouldn't just be a matter of eliminating tipping. It would be a matter of the, the restaurants and the service industry actually raising the amount that they pay these people so that they don't have to rely on tips. And that's, that's not going to happen because it's a lot, it's a lot more difficult than that. And I ever got to, you never answered the question before yourself, Nina, have you ever worked for tips yourself or? No, I never, I always had so much anxiety about working in restaurants, but I did, my first job, I was 13 years old, pretty sure it's illegal, but I was working at Subway and I used to get tipped because people would feel bad because they would always, the workers would always take advantage of me and make me work by myself, like on the late nights. Oh, wow. You should have, you should have ratted them out. I know. I was just hustling though. I just wanted right. a paycheck. And yeah, how many, how many, how many subs did you eat? How many subs did oh, you eat? Oh, a lot. Do? They would tell me, but they would tell me I had to pay for them. I did not pay for them. They made me work Friday, Saturday night, Sunday morning at like 6 a.m. Like, all those like terrible hours they made a 13 year old kid work them so i got tipped i got tipped because people felt bad and the line was out the door sometimes and i was just making subs okay (laughs) all right so you know what we're out of time thanks for that for that nina but um again now that you guys have heard this just real quick i'll just ask you would you be more supportive of the idea of abolishing tipping now that you know a little more about it i mean i guess as long as you know they're the difference is being is being absorbed by the business because it doesn't make sense to eliminate tipping and then they're just they're back to they yeah they got their you know their two dollar raise to fifteen dollars an hour but then there's still seven dollars an additional seven dollars per hour that needs to be made up for them to be able to afford to live in Toronto so it's it's a complex issue for sure but something that definitely warrants a lot more thought. Nina? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Because I, that's the thing, right? Some people make a lot of money off tips where it's like if you take it away, they're going to be like, what the heck? Right. So I don't know. I, but I don't think it will ever go away, though. No. Okay. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's a cultural thing for us as well. But I think if more people at least are aware of like how it started and why and how it actually there's I didn't even have enough time to go into all the ways that it's not a good thing. But again, I just recommend for everybody, if you want to learn more about it, just Google um, you know, why is tipping bad or why we should get rid of tipping? And this is really just a big PSA, really just to say, just because minimum wage is going up, please don't stop tipping servers and bartenders. Like if you're out there and you're one of those folks that think that way, these guys are still working hard and $15 minimum wage is not a livable wage. So don't let it change your opinion or mind about tipping, especially if you get good service in the first place. So yeah. that's it for politics as usual. 
All right, Ready Fox, always making us think and always trying to evolve the way that we interact and engage with each other. Appreciate that. That was an excellent politics as usual segment. But now, of course, we've got to pay some bills. Those of you who are listening to us on Vibe 105, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. If you're listening to the podcast, stay with us. This is hashtag. I don't... Um, I will say that I think that... Uh, Outside of making sure or trying to fight for people that work in the service industry, particularly servers and people who quote unquote rely on tips, it would be great to pay them a living wage. But I still think that it's, I'm not, I don't necessarily, I mean, if you're racist, it has like, it's, it's going to reflect in your tipping, but I don't think uh, tipping is could lead to racism, I guess, if but it's, it's more a matter of... It's also a, a form of classism because that's... Even if you were white and poor, you were still able to afford more things than a poor black person, especially around those times just after the Civil War. So, mm-hmm. again, even the lowliest white person can feel good about themselves when they're lording over a black person. So, And those tips were part of it in terms of using that to weaponize that classism. And it still happens to this day. It's still a thing. Like People treat waiters like shit sometimes even when they don't deserve it and they're like oh i'm not gonna give this guy a tip because he didn't like cave to your every wish and beck and call and command right so right i mean and yes i I, there's definitely that aspect to it i guess i more so think about it from the perspective of if the i don't i don't tip because they went over and beyond i think i might tip more I pretty much just tip as as a reflex. Yeah, I think it's just because it's, it's. I think it's good form. Into us. No, yeah, it's I think it, I think it's us, good man. form. But but I do think that there, they, you know, I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with rewarding exceptional service. You know what I mean? Even and that being said, for me, tipping is not. I don't tip because. I mean, I understand that it's. It's 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 good form because they're not making enough to make their ends meet. But I still think that tipping is a great way to reward, ex, you know, excellent service. And I wouldn't stop tipping even if they were making, um, you know, a living wage. Because I think it's I think it's a cool thing. Like you know, we you know give credit where credit is due. Like somebody really went above and beyond the call of duty for their job. I don't necessarily see that as a as a classist thing to do um in that regard nina anything you want to add this guy's going on and on <laughs> sorry it's just interesting it's an interesting conversation it is but yeah i was hoping you would wrap it up just so nina could get in uh some no thoughts. i i got a headache not from not from solitaire talking i got a headache <laughs> that sounded rude no, no no not from solitaire talking i got a headache a little bit into politics because i think i'm just tired <laughs> <laughs> See oh, what I was doing. I saw. I saw the. Gold. I saw. Comedy. I saw the gold. concern on her face, and I was trying to make up time for her. That's yeah, okay. Sure, you were. I was being it's like you know one of those. It's like little hammers hitting your brain. Like, okay. Yeah. Have you guys oh, ever no, been no, in a situation no. though where you were at the restaurant? This has happened where I didn't want to be there because I didn't have the money for it, but it was a special occasion, and I had mm-hmm. to be there. And I, I, I just was on a budget, and I was. And like, you ordered the appetizer as I, a dinner. I ordered as whatever my budget could fit but my budget didn't include Include tip (laughs) and i felt like it happened to me a couple of times and has that never happened to you when i was of course yeah go first nina 
Well, when I was younger, like in high school and stuff, I never tipped like no 15%. Even in university, I would always just tip like, this is going to sound so bad, but I was always like tipping just like $2 or whatever change I would have left Mm -hmm. because like Mm -hmm. I really had any money. I was working at the mall myself, you know, like, but, but now, now it's different. Now I always tip that standard 15%, but if you're rude to me, then I'm, you're not getting it. Is that what you do to just the standard 15% solitaire? Like, I used to always just give a lot more just because I never knew what to do or what mm-hmm. to give before I this whole 15% thing came about. <clears throat> or was it always 15% or was it? I don't know. They say 12 to 15. Uh, it's like I a moving target. I used to just target. give a lot more just to make sure I was just giving a proper tip. But, um, yeah, man, after I've learned all of this stuff, I was like, boy, we should get rid so of this. So are you, you going to stop tipping or not? No, I'll continue to tip, but... It, it's still letting restaurateurs off of the hook for paying their employees a proper livable wage because they're kind of letting their customers also pay their employees in a way mm-hmm. that lets them off of the hook, right? Pay them I a mean, proper livable wage so they don't have to rely on tips to live. You, you know, know what? Yeah, go oh, ahead, Nina. Go ahead, Nina. I was going to say, it's, it's not even, as a girl, there's a lot more people that have to tip other than restaurant people. I just tipped my hairdresser the other day. My nail girl, I tip her yeah. every time. My laser lady, I tip her every time. Like, there's always the lash lady. The like, restaurant business, though, is specific for something that but, they will purposely pay people less because they're like, you're going to get tips. So, But that's why I'm wondering, why do we pay all these other... Do they get paid less, too? I never really knew. No. No, they're still getting paid whatever. If you're going to tip some, like your hairdresser, that's up to you. But, but gonna... see, so why do we, why does our culture ingrain that into just tipping everyone? Ooh, I'm telling around. you, that's, that's why, it, you know, I think that I have to find out the origins of um, this acronym that I heard, but to ensure prompt service. I mean, it's, that's in the context of restaurant, but it's, it's really just to, you know, you tip the, just like at the club. You tip the bartender a little extra so that when you go back to the bar the next time, you're going to be on the priority list versus somebody who's like, oh, I, you know, I, I spent, I ordered $30 right in drinks and I, I ordered $30 in drinks and I gave you $2. You know what I mean? See, like for me now, it just comes down to like, like for like my hair girl, my nail girl, all of them are the same. My nail girl, I truly appreciate even my hair girl, but like. When I was first getting to know them, I was just tipping because I was always going back to them because I was like, you know, what? I like their work. I don't think there's anyone better. Like, and it was one of those things where it's like, you don't want to go back without having tipped the last time because they might do a shit job. Just or to get back at you looks, because you didn't tip them. Yeah. Or it's just like embarrassing almost. Like I feel embarrassed to yeah. go somewhere yes. back again. It's definitely a cultural thing. Those same yeah. situations I was in where I was balling on a budget, but I had to be at this birthday event or whatever and even a friend of ours you'll know who i'm talking about solitaire took us to ruth chris one night i didn't (laughs) know how expensive it was i was like what the what am i gonna do here how am i gonna have something to eat and oh my god (laughs) just drink a beer and call it a day oh my god hey that's what happened like nobody goes to ruth chris and orders salmon right (laughs) but the salmon was one of the cheapest things on the menu because it's a steakhouse Mm -hmm. And you, you know, or, or you just order something off the appetizer and you're like, ah, you know, I, I forgot we were going to dinner and I had a big lunch and I'm not really that hungry. So I'm just going to have, I'm going to have a salad. Have you ever been to Ruth Chris? No, but I've been to Harbor 60, but I mean, I wasn't paying the bill. So 
Harvest Six is root Chris on steroids. Oh, is it really? That's why I've never heard of it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like stupid expensive. But but even those those restaurants, I don't really like the food there either. Like I was about to say, I went to. I'm not really a steak girl. Like yeah, like I I don't really like that that stuff. Yeah, trust me. I I do like steak, but I went to Harbor Sixty the other day, and I was like, listen, this is the last time I'm going to pay a hundred. I mean, prices are inflated because of the pandemic as well. Obviously, Mm -hmm. restaurants have been. you know, took a big hit, but I paid, it was like a hundred dollars, including the tip. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can make a better steak at home for a quarter of the price. Yeah, if, I I ever, if I'm ever in the mood, but I, I guess we should get back to the show. Right? Yes. I was yeah. going to try to do that, but you're very talkative this week, but it's good. It's very good. Okay. <laughs> so good. start whenever you want solitaire. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good hello. Welcome back to the program. You're tuned into hashtag yours truly solitaire. DJ Ready Fox, no better Nina. Uh, it is time for us to get into what's been going on in music. And uh, I'll tell you, it's been a whole lot, but I'll pass the baton over to no better Nina to take us through it. <laughs> okay. The obviously we had to a talk deep about... breath had to be taken. Yeah, over. she took a huge deep breath there because she knows this is a doozy of a we got you Nina. we got it's you. We travis don't... scott's astronomical disaster wow, wow. <laughs> travis scott's astro world festival took place in his hometown of houston last friday with a star-studded lineup including chief keith bad bunny young thug little baby earth wind and fire and wow. more wow now yeah now, only the first day of the festival went ahead, with SZA and surprise appearances from Drake and Roddy Rich being the only performers of this year's festival, because as we all already know, it was literally fatal. Before the festival even started, a large group of teens rushed security to get into the show, and it's unknown if these people had passes already or were adding on to the additional 50,000 people already expected. Oh, we know. We know. Then, just... 34 minutes after Travis began performing, emergency personnel declared a mass casualty incident. People were literally squished, getting trampled on, and ended up going into cardiac arrest. No one had cell service because of all the people in the area, so it was almost impossible to call police. But somehow, that didn't stop the show at all all wow. security had an extremely hard time getting to all these people in distress and video footage surfaced of drake performing as ambulances and medical staff tried to help while kids just jumped on top of the ambulances travis himself also saw one of these ambulances and said what the f is that if everybody's good put a middle finger to the sky you know what you came here to do <laughs> there was also footage of a girl and guy climbing a ladder up to one of the cameramen letting him know to tell someone that there's a dead body but he doesn't seem to hear anything and kept telling them to get down now a video did service of surface of travis seeing someone in distress and stopping the show at one one point very briefly to get security to get him out of the crowd but somehow he completed his entire show that night without cutting it short with hundreds of kids going to the hospital and eight of them dying as a result wow those who passed range in age from 14 to 27 and a nine-year-old who's still in a coma as a result of attending the festival as well as a 22 year old who is showing no signs of brain activity houston police also retracted previous statements confirming someone allegedly injected a security guard in the neck with drugs after his story was inconsistent turns out he just suffered some head trauma they also said that they met with travis and his team earlier that day and warned him about the energy of the crowd now for the aftermath 
so it's a lot you guys yeah no <laughs> you're doing great keep going because this is like i'm learning more yeah. about the story than i even knew same, i learned a lot on tiktok same, same. Yeah. wow Roddy Rich was the first artist to come forward, urging the families of the victims to reach out to a member on his team so that he could donate his net earnings to them via his Instagram story. Travis Scott then took his Instagram story to share his thoughts and prayers with those lost and his fans. And then a few days later, after facing multiple lawsuits upon lawsuits, he is over 40 right now, announced he would be refunding all attendees and paying for the funerals of the victims. Live Nation has also been named in a few of these suits. And Drake has also been named in a few of these suits and shared his condolences as well via Instagram. SZA hasn't said anything despite having performed that night. And Travis's baby mama, Kylie Jenner, who was there with her sister, Kendall, also shared her thoughts and prayers on her IG story after she was called out for literally posting an IG video that night with an ambulance parked up right in front of her she also said they had no idea about any of this until way after the show was over there's also a ton of conspiracy theories coming out that this is what travis wanted considering his whole dystopia obsession and his upcoming album dystopia which is supposed to drop in december but probably won't and his slogan for astroworld being see you on the other side Travis obviously ended up canceling the next day and canceled his headlining performance at Day in Vegas uh, Festival, which Post Malone is now the new headliner for. So, (laughs) is Travis Scott to blame here? Oh, oh, just add to that. That's a real softball question right there, Nina. Is Travis Scott to blame? Uh, You know, based on this in detailed. explanation or outline of what's happened i think he has some responsibility uh culpability accountability um especially based on some of the footage i've i've seen and apparently there was a tweet about uh you know there were some fans this is before the show even happened there were some fans who were mad when it got sold out and he had tweeted it's okay we're gonna let the wild ones in anyway or something like that did he really tweet something like that yeah, yeah he, he does some crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, to your point, Nina, this is very much on brand with Travis Scott. He's a little bit of an anarchist. You know, at least he portrays it uh, that way through his music. You know, it's uh, as talented as, you know, I, I'd never, I never shy away from, even though an artist is controversial, I still recognize if their talent is, you know, is, is mentionable or, or, you know, He's definitely uh, one of the most important artists in in hip hop of the last like five years. But this is problematic, man, and I'm not I'm halfway not surprised. Hmm. Hmm. Ready? What about you? You think he's to blame? Okay. Well, I'll even answer the uh, poll question because we had the poll question for this. So mm-hmm. your your options were: yeah, he's partly to blame; no, not at all. His career's over now, anyways. Right? Um, mm-hmm. He's partly to blame. Yes, he is, but he he shouldn't shoulder all of the blame for something like this. You can't. He alone doesn't put on this festival by himself. There's mm-hmm. there's the whole army of people that are responsible for a whole bunch of different things, and for I sure. think there's a lot of blame to pass around for everybody involved in this, mm-hmm. including the people in the crowd. There, mm-hmm. this doesn't start without people wilding out in the first place, right? So, yeah. those people that you know started it in terms of rushing the gate or whatever, they have a part to play in this as well. Like there's enough blame to go all the way around. I don't think it should 
100% fall on uh, Travis Scott's shoulders. What do you think, mm-hmm. Nina? I think, yeah, I think he's partly to blame because he does incite this, like, violent, like, he's always, like, let's rage, like, you know, all this, like, rage kind of stuff. And, like, you know, but at the same time, yes, the people in the crowd, like, these are all legit kids, like, high schoolers. Think about how wild and how careless you were in high school. Like, these kids... 50,000 of them in a crowd and then like on top of that you got security to blame as well um whoever else was involved in setting up the festival and the logistics of it all because how are these kids all rushing the the gate with one security guard why do you have one security guard posted up there he's not gonna i would step out of the way if i was a security guard yeah like 100 you know the my self-preservation my first thought when i saw this news story was isn't there still a pandemic on the go? When I saw when I saw the crowd in the first place now, maybe this is just me being the old man grandpa <laughs> guy that I am now at this point, but I was like, look at this. Look. So, yeah. Nuts. The, the first No, I I won't lie to you. When you sent that link in the chat, I was sleeping, but I woke up and I immediately saw the headline and I thought because it's America. I thought it was like a gun, like somebody shot up the crowd and eight people died. Right. And then when I opened it and I was like, just from all the people and I was like, holy crap. I immediately thought back to the Raptors parade. Like I was there, I was in Nathan Phillips square where it was right. packed. And mm-hmm. I remember I still have the sound of literally the footsteps of everybody running when the gunshots went off on the wooden boards. It was like a drum. And my friend fell in the middle of that. Right. I literally scooped her back up like from her armpits to save her and we kept running. And to this day, she still thanks me. She's like, you literally saved my life. I'm like, dude, well, I- it was my first instinct. <laughs> like I wasn't going to leave you there. Right. <laughs> like- but see now that was probably still not as packed as what it was for this Astro world festival thing, because I saw some of the footage of people rushing the gate. It mm-hmm. They, it was packed. So you're going to tell me, first of all, that everyone in there was vaccinated? No. I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so at all. And second, where was it in Houston? Was it Houston? Where- Houston. Yeah, yeah. Houston. So surprise, surprise. Texas. Now that actually answers quite a few of my questions. <laughs> they're, they're the Alberta of Canada, of uh, the states. So Yeah. yeah. But okay. My next thing is like, do you guys like especially solitaire for yourself having been and even ready having been there like while solitaire is performing and stuff too like is it really possible that not one person backstage would have notified him like if security had notified somebody to notify him from backstage do you think it's really possible that he had zero idea of this like no, zero absolutely not absolutely not sort I mean, of sort of what okay sort of yeah you answer that first then okay because i <laughs> You know how hard it is when you're on stage sometimes to tell that what's happening out there in the crowd or whatever. So I would say he probably was aware that something was happening, but he didn't know to the degree to what it was. And it depends on who was trying to communicate with him, how they were going about doing it. You And you know how loud it can be on stage too as well, Solitaire. So I, I think he was, I think it's possible for him to not to have known exactly what was happening. That's not implausible to me. But they don't talk in your ear. Like, what about when when Kim got robbed in Paris? Kanye was taken off stage right away. Like, they don't talk in your ear and tell you? Uh, well, it depends yeah. on your setup and your budget for what you can have in terms of, you know, the people that are producing the show f- with you and all that stuff. But I'm not saying it's... I'm saying it's not impossible for him to have yeah. not known, basically. But Solitaire, what, what are your thoughts? Like, no way you're saying, basically. Abs. Based on what I saw, I mean, there were there were red and blue lights flashing in the mm-hmm. crowd, 
And he, and the fact that he acknowledged that at one point, you know, there's actually uh, there's a post I have to look it up, but I, somebody had shared it with me. Uh, where they show the footage of Travis Scott uh, performing while there's uh, somebody carrying a body out of the crowd. Like, he, you know, there's a, there's a part of the show where he, I guess, a crane takes him out over the crowd. So he saw that, and he's still, like, singing. But then further to that, there's actually another footage that they show of a different concert, and I believe, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, it was Linkin Park, mm-hmm. and there was a mosh pit. And immediately, everybody was like, yo, stop. Stop the music. They're like, yo, pick him up. Pick him up. Safety first. Make sure that everybody's okay. We're not doing the song. We're not starting back the show until everybody picks that guy up. Make sure everybody makes it home out of here. So I think, you know, this is a huge festival. Obviously, there's a surge. It's kind of hard if you're just, like, looking out at the crowd. But I think there was enough indicators, visual indicators, that and, and people who are you know who saw things that there should have been somebody who mm. had the presence of mind to kind of step in and and say we got to address this. But we've seen this, and I'm Nina. You guys, you've seen this at fe- people pass out at festivals all the time, and that's oh, that's yeah. not yeah. that's not a new thing to see someone being carried like you. They look like they're passed out and being brought for medical attention or whatever. That happens at festivals all the time. So if he saw that, he'd be like, oh. You know, but the show goes on. That's right. what I see. And that's where I also thought the same thing with the ambulances. I was like, maybe he just thought like it was just there as a precaution. Maybe he didn't really think it was like something actually happening. And that's him checking in saying like, what the heck is going on? Like was also maybe his cue to whoever backstage to let him know if something serious is happening. Like, mm. I, I don't know. I'm not making excuses for the guy. Like, I, because mm-hmm. you there's so many resurfaced videos of all a ton of artists always stopping their show to check in on the fans. And there was one resurfaced video of Travis encouraging people to beat up a fan. And this was like two or three years ago. Like, mm. so it's really crazy. But uh, I guess, well, how do you think this is going to affect? Do you think his career is over? And how do you think that this is going to affect no. the way festivals are done moving forward? Well, I don't think this is going to affect Travis's career. I mean, he's going to take a hit. He's taking it on the chin, as he should, making sure that the families of the victims are, are compensated and, you know, giving fans back their money. I mean, th- those are, whether or not they're PR or not, they will help to to restore or, you know, to repair his image and, um, you know, provide some accountability and some closure. I don't think this is going to affect his career. The real question is, you know, what steps... What further steps? And I don't know, man. I don't know how such a huge festival. What's it, how many years has he been putting this on? I think like four, maybe three or four, something like I f- that. I feel like uh, I feel like they just got slack because of the pandemic, and everybody's like, we just want to have this concert. Everybody got money hungry, and they saw, you know, people there, and they saw the opportunity to, you know, to enrich themselves, and the, and and safety kind of fell to the wayside. I think. I think it's just a little bit of, you know, incompetence and laziness um, that will hopefully, you know, they'll pay attention and plug those holes the next time. Right. Yeah. That's actually a very good point that you brought up there that the pandemic had to set in the laziness and the greed for wanting to make Mm -hmm. up for lost money over the course of the last couple of years. So that definitely probably that's probably why it was so packed probably Mm -hmm. as well. But I don't think this is going to affect his career like it's it's going to affect it in the short term. He's going to lay low 
Hmm. He's probably not going to do any shows for maybe two months or three months. People's memories are so short. And <laughs> but the <laughs> thing is that the families that are affected by this, their memories are going to be very long. Oh, they, of course. Yeah, they are not going to let this slide. That. So I even saw, I think, that um, when they were offering to pay for the funeral expenses for people that wanted to sign up for that, you would be waiving your right to, you know, file a lawsuit against them by doing that as well, accepting him paying for your funeral expenses. I don't know if that was just a rumor, if it's true, but mm. his career, I think, will be fine in the long term. But mm. um, in the short term, he's going to lay low. But the people that were directly affected by this, that lost family members, they're going to, they we'll still be hearing about the litigation about this for years and years to come about it. And mm. in terms of how it will affect festivals going forward, this was the first time I've ever heard the title for someone that's a crowd control strategist. But apparently there's a lot of them out there. And yeah. if you're in the business, you're going to be business will be a booming soon for you now because every concert going forward is going to make sure that this doesn't happen mm -hmm. again. Yeah. See, I think I disagree with you guys about the career thing. The reason I say that is because. I don't know if this is how you guys were thinking, but I assume like you guys are thinking it's young kids. They're going to forgive him a lot. If you go on TikTok, I have not seen one kid, not one defend him. Every last one of them is like, he's done. Like the kids who were there are absolutely traumatized from this. Kids who weren't there are like, what the heck? Like this guy's done. Like his career is over. I don't think, I think he will still have a career. I don't think he will ever be what he once was. I think it's going to be decreased by a lot. Really? And yeah, like I think some, I think artists will still collab with him. And I think that's where people are going to be like, oh yeah, I like the Travis Scott guy, but they're still going to be like, oh, but I can't believe like he let this happen. Like, and those kids, those young kids who was a big part of his fan, like <laughs> core part of his fans, like those kids are traumatized. They, they really do not like him right now. Um, <laughs> It doesn't for fall the, squarely on his shoulders, though. He's not 100% yeah. to blame for this. Yeah, but I think people are just looking at all his past behaviors. And now with those conspiracy theories going around, a lot of people are like, screw this guy. <laughs> but um, also with the terms of the ways festivals are going to change, like I remember with the pandemic, I saw, I think it was a festival in England and they had set up like everyone had their own like little mini stage booth, stage slash booth area in the grass. And like mm. you were just in your little section with like four people. I feel like I feel like crowd like capacity, like whatever we learned with the pandemic with capacity limits, I feel like is going to start to play a part when it comes to festivals now in terms of controlling them. If they're going to have to do two days of a festival or something like not you know, a chance. Nina. I, I think that's what's happen. <laughs> not a chance. Not a, especially in Texas, in Texas, in the so. States. No, in Texas, not a no, I'm thinking like worldwide, like worldwide. I think there's going to be a lot of precautions when it comes That's to that. That's the first thing I thought when I saw how many people were there and I saw the video footage of people rushing the gate or whatever. I was like, this, it just looks so irresponsible to me to have an event like that at this moment right now in the first place. People don't, there's no pandemic as far as the states are concerned. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, how much time do we have left? Oh, we have time. We still okay. have time. Okay, so Kanye West addressed his Drake gone <laughs> removing soldier boy from donda all on drink champs Ooh. so part one of a drink champs interview part one there's going to be a part two with kanye was released last week where he addressed all of his beef with drake signing big sean removing soldier boy so kanye said yeah just before you go some people don't know what drink champs is so you should oh 
Who? Who doesn't know what Drink Champs is? Oh, my God. It's a podcast with... Nori and DJ EFN. It's become quite a popular podcast for people because he gets a lot of good interviews. He gets a lot of things out of artists that they normally probably wouldn't mention publicly, but they seem to want to spill their guts to Nori. Well, don't they drink? Because well, they get drunk. I think the drinking does help, probably. But <laughs> I'm sure he's had guests that probably don't drink that much, but they still are very candid on his show. So that's Maybe. what drink. People may not know what Drink Champs is. So. All and right. Kanye well, was on it. So Kanye said that Drake doesn't just do a diss track he sets it up like it's war he said and i quote he's gonna go and do stuff like live five blocks down from you he's gonna go and dm every single girl in your in yours and around your family and all of your boys as girls that sounds like a real scorpio ladies and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) kanye also spoke on how apparently he uh confronted sorry i lost my page okay apparently how he confronted drake about sleeping with kim remember that whole rumor i Hmm. repeatedly tell you guys about uh he said i had this conversation with drake that's like i never screwed kim but i was like but you acted like you did and he says he also asked drake did you ever dm her you know because it's not just about the actual act of it but he also complimented Drake for everything he's done for the culture and is now extending an olive branch to him with the help of Jay Prince and Larry Hoover. Apparently, Larry Hoover told Jay Prince he wanted to see peace between Drake and Kanye, to which Prince relayed the message to Kanye. Kanye apparently received it well because Jay Prince shared a video of him standing beside Kanye while he called for an end to his beef with Drake and asked to join him on stage on December 7th in LA for an event to free Larry Hoover. It looked like a Uh, hostage video. It did. It it, it did. It did. Oh, you know what? You know what made it look like a hostage video is because Jay Prince stood there and said nothing the whole time except for the end. And then the fact that Kanye West was reading a message off of his phone. (laughs) I was like, oh. I just when I saw it, I was like, he doesn't look comfortable. Kanye didn't look comfortable at all. He, he looked didn't like look comfortable. Nope. He, he just looked yeah. like he was being told to do this uh, or else. I don't know what the or else is, but there was probably an or else. <sighs> the, so, the only thing that makes me believe that there it is um that it's it's valid is because he talks a lot about Larry Hoover Jr. on mm-hmm. on his album. Like he he mentions this is a this is not like something that's out of the blue. So that's the only thing that makes me believe that this is authentic and it's it's for the cause of of larry hoover jr Mm. which is a which is a you know an important movement but um that video definitely looked like jay prince was like come here say this (laughs) and apologize to drake and we're gonna smooth this over So in the video, Kanye said, I believe this event will not only bring awareness to our cause, but prove to people everywhere how much more we can accomplish when we lay our pride to the side and come together. Mm -hmm. Also, during the interview on Drink Champs, Kanye was asked who he preferred between Big Sean or Pusha T. This man then grabbed a fake tombstone from the leftover Halloween decorations and said, when he dies, it will say he deserved to be here because he signed Big Sean on his tombstone. What is what is wrong? <laughs> he said he needs an apology from both Big Sean and John Legend for not supporting him when he ran for president. And Big Sean caught wind of the comments saying he was just with Kanye after he did the interview and that Kanye did not say none of that to his face. He's also uh, looking into doing an interview with Drink Champs too now. 
Lastly, Kanye said he removed Soldier Boy's verse from Donda because it was not good. He also texted Soldier Boy after Soldier Boy went on a wild rant on Instagram and apologized to him. And now Soldier Boy is now calling himself the first rapper to get an apology from Kanye. Um, he also said that Soldier Boy was one of the most influential rappers of today, though. And yeah, do you guys think uh, Drake is going to accept this olive, olive branch from Kanye and squash their beef? Mm. That's the real question. If Jay wow. Prince tells him to. That's what you think? I don't know. Maybe. He's, Maybe. I, I always see every time there's Drake involved in some sort of beef, Jay Prince, Jay Prince eventually surfaces and. It's like either. his very beef mother. I don't. I have... Father, father, father. Yeah. Father, father. I don't father, know. father. I'd... How bad is, how bad really is this beef between Drake and Kanye? Because I really don't buy it as it being Dude. that serious it's it's serious because of the the kim stuff i think i i'm not gonna lie to you i think that this is gonna get squashed every single person drake has had beef with it's been squashed and i think especially now with kim out of the picture like kanye and kim being divorced that also takes a lot out of the equation a lot more wait a minute severity of where it was wait a minute nina in the interview kanye said there's no paperwork they're not officially divorced he's still he's still rallying He's out there dating Pete Davidson. So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't see that. <laughs> what? Pete yeah. Davidson moves quick. He's yeah. quick. He's quick like lightning. Yeah, Hold on. SNL, Pete Davidson. Who Kim is dating Pete Davidson? They were spotted out holding dinner. hands. Yep, everything. Yeah. I feel like they're just friends, but like Pete Davidson. That doesn't seem like her type. I, don't I think know they're I just friends. That. I think I think they're putting on a show just to make people be like. Oh, like let's let's like Kim is the kind of person who would do that as a prank. Like so, but so do you think though, Solitaire, that the beef this is gonna end squash the beef between Drake and Kanye? Because we got to wrap this up. I don't know, man. I don't know. Drake is uh, when you're at the top right now, like Drake is. It's kind of hard to. I think it would be like a pride swallowing situation almost because of how he like he's really uh, dug his heel in about it. So I don't know. Yeah, I think he'll do it. But uh, that's all the time we have for music news. So yeah, yeah. Thanks, Nina. That was uh, you know, that was a lot to cover, but uh, we got through it. It's spicy uh, meatball, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. We have to pay some bills right now. Whew, I need a break. <laughs> for those of you listening to the radio show right now, live. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For those of you listening to the podcast, stay with us. Whew. That was I. You know what? I had more stories, but I, I wasn't even going to add them because I'm like, I feel like we're going to spend all the time on Astroworld. And I'm like, oh, let me do it just in case. Yeah, no, Yo. the Astroworld and the Kanye would have been, obviously yeah. was enough, but it always would have been. So, yeah, it's Kanye, man, he, I don't know <laughs> if I'm even going to watch that interview, to be honest with you. Oh, it was a hot mess. You already and watched, I watched it. I watched every square inch of that okay, hot so mess. I saw it. I saw a writer say that Kanye has become a caricature of himself. Would you agree with that assessment from what yes. you saw? You watched yeah. it too, Nina? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I would. I would in, in the sense of, but the, I don't know if it's an act. I think he is a caricature. He's become a caricature of himself by virtue of his mental disposition you know by virtue of the artist and the person that he is Mm. it's kind of like 
he's always projected himself to be like, you know, I remember when he's made the transition and started calling himself the biggest rock star on the planet and all this, that, and the third. And, you know, he really started to kind of push the envelope in a way that I don't think was productive, but was more counterproductive. And, you know, obviously his struggles with his mental health, uh, whether or not people think that that's uh, reasonable to, um, you know, to, to, uh, to attribute his behavior to, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think he's, I think he's just, I think he, he's still coping with the loss of his mom. Clearly. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah. that's not funny. What, what, what? Why are you the, laughing the, at the death of his mother, Nina? You're horrible. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. Is that how Scorpios me. roll, man? That's what you guys, guys do? You can't see you. It's the way Reddy was looking at me because Solitaire was still talking. <laughs> Listen, you guys want me to talk or you yeah. want me to shut up? No, no, no. I was going to say, I was going to say, I just had an epiphany. I was laughing so hard earlier and I say this with love, but <laughs> Kanye is reminding me of Apollo. I <laughs> reminded her of Apollo because you see how you said he's like kind of a character of himself, like yeah. whatever. Apollo's always been saying outlandish stuff, like and just standing on it, and like, <laughs> I just all of a sudden not this that like Kanye and Apollo are the same. Apollo's better than Kanye. Uh, yeah, he's more. He's got his head on more straighter. But yeah, Apollo is. I I trust Apollo. I don't trust Kanye. Not. <laughs> not, not uh, I mean, Apollo was also a fan of uh, of uh, Takashi Six Nine. Yeah, yeah. He, but yeah, he because he likes that dragon energy. He likes. <laughs> he's, he does. He, but he's young too, though. That's a young Apollo. But Kanye is a grown man, and I still choose Apollo over Kanye. So <laughs> yeah. So you That's know what? Fair. Let's. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Let's get you, the- out of here no i was gonna say let's just go over the quick headlines real quick and then we can oh, jump okay. into because okay. we can just run through them real real quick yeah yeah okay so real quick Nicki minaj and her husband kenneth petty are being accused of being a part of a new york city bloods gang by petty's alleged rape victim jennifer ho okay. hoff hoff i always <laughs> tory lane declined the plea deal he was offered in the megan Stalin case and the preliminary trial has been set for december 14th i he, told you guys i will keep you posted what? He, on. De- he declined the plea deal yeah he was offered mm-hmm. what i wonder what the deal was something to do with him pleading guilty to something probably Wow. Um, Jay-Z's Rock Nation is hosting a job fair at Madison Square Garden on November 18th with companies like Zara, Live Nation, MSG, of course, Amazon, Foot Locker, and more interviewing on the spot. And November is being recognized as Hip Hop History Month by the United States Congress. Is that a wow. good month to pick? Uh, yeah, it's mine and Solitaire's month, so why not? That's right, damn it. And you know what? That Rock Nation job, that job uh, job fair is, is mad dope. They're hiring mm-hmm. people on the spot. That's that's mm. cool. Like Zara, forty forty like club two is going to be Live Nation as well. Did I say Live Nation? Yeah. I think you said Live Nation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Live Nation, MSG, Amazon, Foot Locker, Zara. Zara's what? What are the um clothes? Clothes. Okay. What was I thinking? Diamonds. You don't know what you're thinking of. Okay, I don't know. Anyways, let's wrap Get this up with here. a big bowl because we are at the last leg of the show oh that rhymes like bars bars, bars. Is that a limerick? bars no it wasn't a limerick all right go cool. <laughs> all right solitaire <laughs> nina fail that fail, fail that class yeah. <laughs> 
Good hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. You are listening to Hashtag right here on Vibe 105. Just a reminder, we are here every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. DM us. Slide into our DMs. We're Don't. freaky like that. Well, not Nina's. Hashtags. Don't slide into Nina's. She's going to block you and delete Leave you. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. Whatever you want to say to Nina, say it to us at hashtag Vibe 105, and we'll be more than happy to, to babysit yeah. your artist for you. Yeah. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to shine a light on black-owned businesses that actually uh, take accountability for their business and they and they're ethical in their business practices, and you know they are. They do, they do great things for the community. Uh, it's a weekly spotlight on black-owned businesses and outstanding members of the black community. Hit us up at hashtag Vibe105 to let us know about businesses that you believe and deserve to be highlighted and supported. Both. Uh, boss. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today's boss is Batiqua. Batiqua, I came across this... Uh, uh, vibrant uh, prints. They they do uh, uh, textiles for home decor, uh, pillows. Uh, this is it's such beautiful, bright artwork. And I'm not necessarily that type of like high, you know, visibility type of um, what do they call it? A, a, a accoutrements for your home. But this is amazing, Linda is the owner's name. She's the solepreneur, as she calls herself, and the social entrepreneur behind the brand Batikwa. She's a proud Zimbabwean-born entrepreneur and makes amazing handmade textiles for home decor. She's involved directly in the design process. She brings the textiles uh, a premium aesthetic and elevates the handmade craft. Her designs are inspired by contemporary influences, from her global travels and her rich African heritage, the website, and I mean, Christmas is around the corner. And I think, you know, being able to order some authentic homemade uh, furnishings and, and, and textiles and pillows and throws and, and dresses and amazing, uh, amazing stuff for your home for or as a gift for somebody. You can go to the website. It's Batiqua. It's spelled B-A-T-I-Q-U-A dot com. And you can go there. They have table runners. They have wall hangings, placemats, pillows, beautiful prints. I, I, and I think that it's, you know, it's always great to, to be able to shop for everything that you need in your house, clothing, uh, you know, furnishings to be able to go and support such a business like this. this they're actually based in Vancouver, but you can have their stuff shipped out here. Uh, you can visit the website and uh, they have wholesale available. They have gift cards available. Uh, once again, that website is B-A-T-I-Q-U-A.com. Today's boss is Batiqua. And their Instagram is the same as their website if you want to go... Right. Some people yes. find it easier to just look at stuff on Instagram. So if you, it's at Batuiqua, or I hope I'm pronouncing that right too, but at B A T I Q U A, if you want to look yes. at them on Instagram as well. Because yeah, the, the pillows look amazing. Like I love the designs, mm -hmm. like everything. It looks great. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, definitely check that out. Now, ladies and gentlemen, oh man, 
It's sports time. Sports. Sports ball. As some people would say. Sports, sports ball. ball. It's time for hashtag sports curated with great care and attention to detail by DJ Ready Fox. All right. The floor is yours. Hey, thanks. And, um, you know, the Raptors love them. They're, they're doing great. Yes. Happy with their performances and all that stuff. And the Leafs have been doing pretty good as well. So we're going to touch on that. But um, there was big news. We don't normally touch on football stuff. But Aaron Rodgers got himself into some trouble. Wow. In the NFL there. He went on this guy's uh, Pat McAfee's uh, podcast. And he was talking a whole bunch of anti-vaxxer stuff. And saying that he takes uh, advice from Joe Rogan and the whole nine and all that. So he has been in the whirlwind. Um, I just said, good luck. Hang in there. <laughs> See what happens. Like, I could care less what happens to Aaron Rodgers, per se. But I just find this always to be fascinating because, you know, this is kind of similar to the whole Nicki Minaj thing where she tweets some stuff that people consider to be misinformation. And then there's a big, you know, brouhaha and all that mm. stuff. Now, I usually argue and say they make their money not doing anything that has anything to do with medicine or science. Why do you care what they have to say? I want to ask you guys, though, do you think that that still holds true when it comes to athletes? Athletes make their living with their bodies. They're usually in tip-top shape. So if an athlete is saying how they feel about what they put in their body, is that a little different in, as opposed to, like, musicians or actors? How do, do you think maybe people will listen a little more to what an athlete says about this kind of stuff because their body is you know, their instrument that they use to make their living. And it's why we admire them for the things that they do that average people can't. So mm. let me ask you guys, what do you think? Do you think athletes, professional athletes tend to maybe be listened to a little more so than a rapper or a musician or an actor? I think you make a good point, but I don't think people think that far to make that connection because not a lot of people are that smart. Mm. Mm. But I think you make a very valid point, but I think uh, I I don't know. I don't. Think it's complicated. So. Yeah. What do you say, solitaire? I think it. I I think if you are, if you're a sports fanatic and you're an athlete, maybe you're a high school athlete, or you're you know, and your favorite basketball player or football player uh, gives you insight into their workout routine or their diet routine, you're more inclined to listen, especially if they're, you know, high, a high performance athlete at like the Kyrie highest Irving. level. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it, I think it's, I think it's reasonable to assume that it's probably going to influence a young sports fan, particularly if they're a basketball fan and Kyrie Irving is their idol, of course. Right. Yeah. So that's why like, I wasn't going to outright ignore this uh, story because I was like, you know, people may actually, listen more so to a pro athlete because their mm. body is their business, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. it's not as dismissive as when it's like Nicki Minaj or if it's George Clooney or anybody else that makes their living that doesn't necessarily require them being in tip-top shape, right? So I just found that to be interesting. Now, moving on to baseball, congratulations going out to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He won the Hank Aaron Award for the best offensive player in the American League. He's the youngest player ever to win the award. Um, wow. And he's the fourth Blue Jay to win it, actually. Uh, Carlos Delgado, Jose Bautista, and Josh Donaldson were other former Blue Jays to have won it as well, too. So that's pretty cool. Um, Guerrero, he hit 311 on the season. He hit 48 home runs, which was tied with the league lead. He had 111 RBIs, 
So that's a big congrats going out to Toronto's. Can you break down the, what an RBI is and what does 311 mean? Okay. Runs batted in, Nina. There I just wanted go, to show Reddy Fox. Like, I know sports, Reddy. I know sports. Is, three, is the 311 or 3 whatever? 311. Speed, the speed of the ball? No, no, no. Just... That's the percentage of uh, of hits. Do it, solitaire. To show us your baseball knowledge, solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's the percentage of hits versus like you know pitches thrown. Basically. So it's zero point three one one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's very. That's very good for baseball, Nina. Like I know you're yes, seeing thirty one percent. You're probably like that ain't nothing. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Knowing Nina, she's probably like thirty <laughs> percent. Can do better than that. <laughs> no, you cannot. No, you cannot. You Absolutely ab- not. One hundred percent. No. That is pretty good. What if baseball. I told you guys I was actually a baseball star? And actually, that showed that actually. No, we don't believe that, Nina. But that. Actually, <laughs> no, no, not for a second. Not for a second. But that shows you just how hard it is to hit a baseball. When if you're hitting thirty percent, that's considered very good in baseball. So it's really hard to hit a round ball with a round bat. So good job, Vladdy. Yeah, good job, Vladdy. There you go. And congratulations <laughs> going out to Bryce Harper. He won the National League uh, Hank Aaron Award. Okay, so moving on to NHL uh, hockey news. Now, can, uh, this is, I don't know if it's sad news, but Carey Price, the goalie for the uh, Montreal Canadiens, he actually went into the NHL's assistance program for substance abuse or just substance use period. Now, he hasn't been playing hockey because I thought it was actually a mental health issue that he was uh, taking time off for, but mm. he actually broke his silence this week, and he put out an Instagram post kind of letting people know what it was that he was dealing with, and he, he basically said over the years he's gotten to dark places and he didn't have the proper coping tools in dealing with it and his struggle and whatnot, so he reached the point where he realized he had to prioritize his health and he needed help, and you know wow. he also said that you know we always encourage our kids he's talking about his kids but we also just say that in general for kids out there if you need help we encourage people to get it so he was saying that's what he needed to do as well so um you know again this is like a psa to say if you're out there and you need help and you're dealing with something get the help don't try to you know solve it on your own if you can so that was for the uh the news there from the montreal Canadiens. now let's Mm -hmm. turn our attention to the leafs because that's what we care about on hashtag yeah Mm -hmm. yeah nina care about mm-hmm. the least you know okay sure. so last week uh saturday they beat the bruins five to two so that was good um they lost to the los angeles kings five to one which was bad and then they <laughs> beat the Phil- philadelphia flyers three nothing on wednesday so right now the leafs are in second place in the atlantic division they're four points behind the florida panthers which is in first place with 21 points and just so all nina knows the <laughs> ottawa senators and the montreal canadians are tied for last place with seven points, a whole... The Sens, the Sens get a pass, though. Like, isn't half their team out from COVID right now? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't pay attention to them. First and foremost, the Senators get zero pass. They do. Zero. On this side, on this side they get a pass. <laughs> yes. With the, they're Nina's favorite team. So we, gave you, we gave you Jason Spezza. So, Nina, do oh, you... And he was once a star. Take him back. Take him back. So, Nina, do you think that they're going to pull themselves out of last place there, the Ottawa Senators? I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> Some fan you are. Some fan you are. Anyways, the Leafs this week. So uh, last night they played the Calgary Flames. Um, hopefully they won. You know what? I'm just going to guess and say they won 3-1. to one, But That's the That's spirit. a really – okay. I don't know. Well, they were beating teams like 5 nothing last week. So they played the Calgary Flames last night. So hopefully they win that game. They play again tonight. So they're on a back-to-back. <laughs> tonight they're on the road in Buffalo taking on the Sabres tonight at 7 o'clock. 
There are 13 NHL games on this tonight, and the early game starts today at 1 o'clock, uh, the Boston Bruins and the New Jersey Devils. And there are other Canadian teams in action tonight, include Ottawa, Montreal, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. All right. I just want to say the reason that you said they're beating people 5 nothing and you're guessing 3-1 is because if there's one thing, the Toronto Maple Leafs are more inconsistent than Toronto men themselves. Oh, Lord. Nina, we're going to have to put you on a timeout. We have to turn off our mic or something. We're going to have to turn a muter mic. What's going on <laughs> over here? At least when we're talking hockey, we might have to turn off our mic. I don't the know. disrespect. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we revoke our Toronto citizenship or something. We might have to. We might have to know. do that. Anyways, we okay, moving on to basketball now. So this is what we all really care about. But the Philadelphia 76ers, drama continues with this team this season. They got the vid. All of them got oh, no. the vid. The team, like, oh, boy. Joel Embiid wow. got it. How many other players on this team? Tobias Harris, Isaiah Joe, Matisse Thibel. They've all been out this week for the 76ers because they've all got the vid. So, um, Damn. Embiid's been averaging, like, 21 points and 9 rebounds and 4 assists. So, that's a big hole in their uh, offense that they need to fill. And the, the Raptors actually just played them on Thursday and beat them. So, that's good. So mm. there's that. Now, also in basketball news, before we focus on the Raptors, Scotty Pippen has been out here burning bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Any bridge that had Michael Jordan's name on it, he's burning it to the ground right now. Yeah, so he just yeah. put out a new book. It was released on Tuesday called Unguarded, and he's been doing the rounds, doing interviews, and promoting his book, and he has been just going at Michael Jordan, seeing all sorts of stuff about a whole bunch of people or whatever. I guess it's to sell books, but people are saying he's going to ruin his reputation with all the uh, the venom he's spitting towards uh, Michael Jordan. For basketball fans, for the things that Pippen has been saying about Michael Jordan is like telling a kid there's no Santa Claus. Hmm. It's He is trying to destroy Jordan's legacy for some reason while he's trying to prop up his own legacy, but I don't think that this is the way to do it. I don't know. No, no, we'll no. See. yeah, it's a it's a tough one. I mean, the thing is, he's he's speaking his truth. If there's one thing, you know, feelings are real, whether or not they're rooted in in false, uh, you know, whatever false narratives or what have you, like the the effect of them. And the man's speaking his truth, but it's hard to hear and it's hard to watch him. He's clearly been, you know, uh, sitting with this for a long time. I guess so. Um, he's been at it for a while. He's been at it since June. He's been like starting beef with like Kevin Durant, Doc Rivers. He even accused uh, former Bulls coach Phil Jackson of being a racist and all that stuff. So Pippen's out there, man. He's 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 in his feelings or he's in, in something. I don't know what's going on with him. So <laughs> yeah. let's yeah, recap the Raptors. Something. So last Friday, <clears throat> the Raptors lost a heartbreaker to the Cleveland Cavaliers. With like they were leading the entire game and then lost it within the last four seconds of the game, so that was a heartbreaker. And then on Sunday they played the Brooklyn Nets and they lost that game. They lost the game pretty much in the third quarter. Now Wednesday they lost unfortunately in Boston against the Celtics, but um, that was like a revenge game for the Celtics. And then Thursday they beat the 76ers again. They're losing, they're missing a lot of players because they caught the vid and all that stuff. But you know what? That same thing happened to the Raptors last year. So you guys have to deal with it now. You'll get no sympathy from any Raptors fans. <laughs> so that's that. So tonight, the Raptors are hosting the Detroit Pistons. And we welcome back Dwayne Casey back into Toronto. So that'll be cool. Um, and then they'll be going on a West Coast trip for this week. Monday, they're in Portland. 
Thursday, they're playing Golden State, who have been on an absolute tear starting off the season. And um, Friday, they're playing Sacramento. And then Sunday, they're back home playing Golden State again. And I predict that the Raptors will beat up Golden State in both of the games, even though they've been playing amazing. I'm predicting it. I'm saying it. The Raptors usually, for some reason, they really compete. Well, they compete against everybody, but, man, they give Golden State fits sometimes. So I will see how that goes. But the West Coast trip starts on Monday, and that's it for sports. Ah, Reddy Fox, thank you very much. And, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to take note that I provided some key details (laughs) proving to you all, even though I may not be keeping myself abreast of all the current events happening in sports, I know sports. Me too. I knew about the Sens having COVID. Yeah, and Nina actually mentioned a player's name, and she was right that... Jason yeah. Spezza. She actually and it wasn't. And it, that was my favorite player. And it wasn't a. It wasn't a. She didn't. She didn't hear the name because he was mentioned in a in a rap by Lil Wayne. Exactly. Yeah. I have his jersey. Impressive. <laughs> oh man! All right, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that means? We have made it officially to the last segment of the show where we get to potentially, potentially unwind. I don't know what Nina's got in store for us this week, but ladies and gentlemen. You never know. It might be sad. It might be glad. We're we're gonna, we're about to find out with no better take, with no better Nina. Okay, so I'm scared. It's spicy. <laughs> it's is, spicy, huh? Is a friend disloyal if they catch their friend's partner cheating but doesn't speak up? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know: Have you been in a situation before, and what would you do? Yes. Yes, I You've have. You've been in that situation before? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, so... You were the one being cheated on or you saw no. someone else? Okay. I well, didn't. I... Just before, let's just repeat it one more time because yes. for people okay. out there on the radio, is a friend disloyal if they catch their friend's partner cheating, but they don't speak up? Mm. Okay. And you've been in the situation solitaire. Yes, I have. Ooh. And I'll never forget it. Now, I, I didn't directly witness the cheating myself but it was brought to my attention <laughs> by trustworthy sources mm-hmm. and i was very young and I, I i this was admittedly at a time when i really didn't know how to gauge it so i sat with it for a while thinking like you know is this my business you know and this was a person who was i mean to be fair I don't know, like, this person was also questionable character, so he may very well have been cheating as well. I don't know. But I knew that his girl was cheating. And eventually, after a week, I came and I told him. I was like, yo, this is what I heard. And he got mad at me. (laughs) I knew that was going to happen. He got (laughs) mad at me. I operated the same way. And I said, Never again. No, I mean, not that I would never do the same. I think I would do the same thing if if I were to encounter it again. But with him, I'd be like, yo, I'm not telling you. No, you get what you get. Oh, hmm. my. So that means you're not friends anymore then. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, you, you, you look back and you realize, were we ever really friends? <laughs> it's one of those ones. Right, because but, that's yeah. the thing I think. I, I think it depends on how close. If you guys are close friends, then if you don't speak up, that's a betrayal of friendship, mm-hmm. isn't it? Isn't it? I don't yes. know. It seems like it to me or whatever, but I've never been in this situation before. Thank God, because I'm telling you, man, what happened to you, Solitaire, I think it happens to a lot of people. They, they shoot the messenger. They, mm-hmm. they shoot. So, Nina, I can see you nodding your head. Mm-hmm. You've been in this situation? 
Nah, I never been in this situation, but like girls are like like exactly how Solitaire's friend reacted. Like girls are like that, bro. I wouldn't bother even getting involved unless it was like my best friend that like I know is like not gonna do that and is actually gonna take the word for what it is. Mm. But but there's a lot of girls like and people that I I just wouldn't tell like I know who I would tell and I know who I wouldn't and just keep my mouth shut and keep it pushing because girls will always no matter what their man does to them they will always go back really always. Mm-hmm. Nina so, yeah so <laughs> I'm just telling you how it is I'm telling you what I've seen so there's no point in, in getting involved in the drama if nothing's gonna change mm. so <laughs> but what would you what would you guys want done to you? I would want to know. I would want to know too. I would want to know. I would want to know. I and I would ex- I would expect anybody who who knows me and and is my friend and witnesses that to tell me 100%. Mm-hmm. Like I I I really cannot see it any other way. But how do you go about doing it? How do you how do you approach your friend to tell them something like this because you 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 assume you you really don't know how they're going to react. You really no. don't. Well, go ahead, uh, Nina. Well, now that the three of us know we would tell each other, it's easier to tell each other if this ever happens. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I guess, like, the way you would approach it, I would just be like, yo, I have to tell you something. Um, you, you need to I, come I with receipts, right? Uh, yes and no. I don't know. If it's someone on our, like, like even specifically with you guys, too, like, I feel like you guys wouldn't require receipts from one another if that happened. Would you? No. Exactly. No. I wouldn't require receipts from you guys because that's a thing, right? With friends, there's always the friends and then there's the friends who are secretly jealous. So you don't know who's trying to sabotage you. Only girls do that. Yeah. But, and that's the problem, right? And that's where the problem comes in where girls think everyone's out to get them. And then it's just like a big hurrah. I don't know how girls do this, but they are friends with some people that they actually don't like. Don't like. And I don't, I've, experienced this my entire adult life from other girls that i've known and they'll they'll be like you know i don't like that girl and i was like but you just went out with her the other night (laughs) dude i would rather shoot myself in the foot (laughs) i've never understood that but you guys do that all the time yeah girls are 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 very messy but let's go into some of the comments here so someone said it, it depends i've learned people don't care if their partner cheats they care more about being exposed to accepting that behavior they don't want to look stupid to themselves they just don't want no one else they don't mind looking stupid to themselves they just don't want no one else to know that's, that's not true. good that isn't that, what any thoughts on that do you guys do, do you guys agree with that i i, yeah. I disagree but I, I see people do this yeah I, seen that too, I, solitaire? yeah yeah i oh. think that um pretty much in my situation the reason why he was mad at me he's he's like you know people always say things that they don't really know what the situation is behind the scenes or they're just jealous or Mm. you know it was kind of like moving like a girl deflecting and i was like "I, i yeah i i remember being fuming but in my head i was just like duly noted never again Another comment said, keep your mouth shut. Your friend will turn around and be mad at you. (laughs) There you go. Someone said, mind the business that pays you. Not only that, but half the time they're not going to leave them anyways. So what's the point? Which is what I said. Hmm. Uh, Someone else said, who wouldn't tell their friend though? I would expect my friends to call me ASAP. This person is obviously either a 14 year old or just has a good picker of friends. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's possible too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there shouldn't be a question. Anything else is betrayal if your friend doesn't tell you. Again, yeah. betrayal. There you go. It's betrayal. That's exactly right. Uh, that's a slippery slope. Often the messenger gets shot and dragged. Friendship is lost. They stay and resent you. Or you're the bad guy if they break up and they blame you. It's a dangerous situation. Mm. Too real. And lastly, some friends take it as jealousy and think you're trying to hate on them. That's the problem. Just, yo, if I could give you any advice, just, just don't tell nobody nothing. You know what? Just don't even bother. Even if you think you're going to help them, don't bother because you don't know how the inside of their head is working. Don't listen to Nina. (sighs) Tell your friend. Only if it's really your friend, bro. Don't tell your acquaintance. Like, I would tell you two, but I wouldn't tell... I can't really say an acquaintance name on here. That's <laughs> they, well, here's they don't the know thing. they're an acquaintance. That's why. Ah, she almost outed them she too. Like, told yeah. a friend that they're an acquaintance on the radio. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, last thing I'll say about it is even with my experience of telling this guy that his girl was, you know, was uh, doing him dirty behind his back and, and him reacting the way he did to me. I would still not change anything about what I did. If, as, as a matter of fact, I would have brought it to his attention much sooner because mm-hmm. then it's off my conscience. What you do with that information, whether you want to put it on me, I know my heart is clean and I've done right. my duty as a friend. I put that, I leave that with the universe and keep it pushing, but I would not change anything about that. Nice. That's this week's No Better Take. Ladies and gentlemen, and with that, we are out of here it's been an amazing show uh we covered so much ground on this show today i think uh mm-hmm. we always have a good show but i think we made up for, at least i feel like i made up for last week's show um <laughs> but uh we got to get out of here uh ladies and gentlemen just to make a note we are not live we are not in studio we do not have a recording of our show next week we are off but there will be a show for you to listen to. It'll probably be a best of. We're going to work that out for you and make sure that we represent. But we'll be back the following week. Uh, but uh, that's all we have time for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on behalf of DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina, yours truly, Solitaire. Wishing you a tremendous week. And be kind to each other out there. Do something nice for somebody, okay? Have a great week. Peace. Let's get the mother. What did I? What was it? Mug- Fuggle muff. Fuggle muff. Let's get the Fuggle Muff out of here. Was it Fuggle Muff or Muggle Fuff? No, it was Fuggle Muff. Definitely Fuggle Muff. But I'm just going to say Muff now. Let's get the Muff out of here. Muff, muff is... Muff is... N- Nina, no. Don't, <laughs> muff is not... It's not Muff. I know the word you're trying to think. Dirty... This only That's the only what Muff I've ever heard about. What does Muff mean? What is does it, Muff actually Is it Muff? I don't think that's the word you're thinking of. Or is yes, it... it's Muff. What does it mean? It's a it's it's pubic hair. It's a woman's pubic hair. Muff. muff. You never heard the term muff divers? No, I changed the word. Thank you. Have you gone muff diving? Solitaire. <laughs> I I plead the fifth. What are you talking about? I'm not, I don't. Ex- I'm not. You, you know. I'm not a porn star. I don't talk about sa- my sex life on. TMI for the pod. Yeah. On the Savannah yeah. tour and in in the. Muff. <laughs> Listen, I am not chasing controversy. I'm not trying to be uh, an influencer. I'm African not wildlife my... safari just <laughs> in the muff. I'm going to think of a new word, though, for real. Fuggle muff. muff. Gonna, you know, stick with it. I'm going to look up muff right now because I've never heard Wuggle. this.
Wuggle. No, Muff. I want to know what Muff is. Like, I've never heard <laughs> that this... I can't believe you've never heard Muff Diver before. No, <laughs> I feel like that's maybe your guys' age and not mine's. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Because, I mean, do young girls... Eat? I mean, this is... <laughs> let me just keep my mouth shut by young women young women not even young girls it just sounds horrible to even say that let me just stop <laughs> oh yeah you know what there it goes for vulgar slang for a woman's genitals i told you what do you i don't oh, i can't wow. believe you've never heard that before that. No. as soon as she said fuggle muff i was like the first word i heard was muff <laughs> i was like that's not a good one that's not a good one good thing we found out here <laughs> all right Outside hey, man, they're just sharing is caring. Okay, sharing so let's caring. wrap this up. What have we learned this week? Ah, uh, man, we learned that Facebook has everybody's face on file. It's called That's Facebook. That's why they call themselves Facebook. Facebook. We um, learned that Travis Scott is partly to blame for the astronomical disaster. Based on what these uh, these kids are saying about him on TikTok, I, re- I wonder if he's really yeah. going to take a hit. I wonder. That'd be I think he will I'm surprised by that. Every TikTok I'm seeing, not one kid has defended them. Yeah, but kids, kids like they're you know they're they're fickle. They're like passionate. Right. Yeah, but they're fickle too, and they're and they're mem- and you think that you know old people have short term memories, kids have short term memories. Yeah, and and we hundred percent. And we also learned that we need to rethink tipping, man. Seriously. Yeah. Oh yeah, tipping. Yes. Yeah, so much so that Reddy had to stop me from talking because I had so many thoughts about it. <laughs> He's good. like, uh, that's enough, buddy. No, and it's up all. to you if you want to tell your friend if they're getting cheated on. Yeah. <laughs> tell your friend. If they're your friend, you tell them. They're your friend, not your acquaintance. Don't tell your acquaintance. Don't tell your acquaintance. The acquaintance don't deserve shit. Yeah. And if your acquaintance needs help, uh, no, I'm going to stop. Tell them to get stop. friends. Yeah, I'm going to stop. Yeah, let's I'm get out of here. All right, yo, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are tired. It's been a wicked recording, but we are off this. We're out of here. We'll see y'all. We'll speak at y'all. We'll speak to y'all in a couple of weeks. Much love. Recording stopped.